And now, introducing the man who's been lobbying to the 32 NFL teams to consider him for a roster spot, as while he acknowledges that he falls somewhat short in the athleticism department, he insisted he, quote, has 10 times as much blocking experience as Tim Tebow and am more than willing to double as the locker room pastor as well, unquote. After reading the news and studying the box score, he couldn't help but scoff at the performance of Steph Curry as he was quick to point out that 49 points in 29 minutes will get you kicked off the Papa Shot Court 10 times out of 10 against me, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. I don't really understand the Kent Bazemore thing. I just don't. I just saw that the stat line was ridiculous. Yeah, the stat line's ridiculous. Nobody's arguing that. I don't understand, like, what something about... Isn't he his teammate? Kent Bazemore, yeah, but he was going after Bradley Beal. Well. Something something about Steph Curry yeah. made him go after Bradley Beal. Well, they're one and two in the I scoring. I understand that, but like what? I, don't, I have no idea. I don't get like. I don't know. They got to find something to motivate them, you know? I, Kent I, Bazemore I don't, knows. I don't understand that at all. Like I, Steph Curry is, no offense to Bradley Beal, who's remarkable. Steph sure. Curry is a far better basketball player than well, Bradley Beal is and a far more accomplished player than Bradley Beal is, which is which is sure. no Bradley of, again, is a perennial all-star. It's not it's not a not a knock on Bradley Beal who's a great One player. Of the best scorers in the NBA. Steph Curry's in another stratosphere. Steph Curry's about to like, break the all-time yes. three-point record with like 10 years left in his career. I mean, it's it's we're, we're, there's not there's no comparison between anyone and Steph Curry. Who knows how long he'll play? As just the ability to be a spot-up shooter. Who knows? If he wants to. Right. right sure. like if he, if he chooses 50, to. 50. 50 years old. I, I didn't understand that at all. Like, everybody was wiling out about it on Twitter. I'm like, I don't... I don't. Is, is there a reason why I should care? I care because 49 points in 29 that part, minutes That is. part of it, you're, you're doing two different things here. That <laughs> no, part of it, remarkable. That's where, that's where it stopped The other part of it, why do I care? I started reading. I was like, wow. Yeah, and then I stopped. It's, it's incredible. There's no debating that. Hi, good morning. Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. It is a Tuesday edition of the program. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. We have much to do on today's show. Coming up uh, a little bit later on in the program, the great Jacoby Jones returns to the show. He's got a new gig as he is now going to be the tight ends coach at Morgan State, joining another fellow former Raven, Derek Alexander, on Tyrone Wheatley's staff. At Morgan, we'll talk to him about that. A little bit of time he spent over at uh, Calvert Hall, kind of learning about coaching, and um, and what he's looking to do moving pick, forward. Huh? Yeah, uh, talking talking <laughs> s the Browns fans, uh, whatever. Um, while we were all screaming, just make the pick. We've been here all night. Everybody else is loving it. We're just like, God, I just want this night to be over. Talk to Jacoby Jones later on in the show. Try to educate ourselves a little bit on the uh, Bob Baffert thing. We are going to chat with Marty McGee from Daily Racing Form, and hopefully he'll be able to make us a little bit smarter about all of it. Frankly, a little less stupid. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. The whole thing is so stupid that I don't know. I just want to know how possible his scenario the, the, is. The, the right? horse like, piss. The horse piss. No, it's not a horse think, piss. It's human piss. You'd think in theory it's got to be if, your piss. Right, Everybody knows be, that. You think be your that might have happened before? Cough, cough medicine. Well, maybe it has. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. This is why we're we. Every single one of us is laughing and saying this is stupid. Whereas I don't know, man. Maybe maybe there's. I have no clue. Couldn't tell you. Last time um, I drank pee, like right. I didn't pop any drug. There was nothing. Yeah, Bear Grylls in, never mentions that to me right. whatsoever. Every time <laughs> we're out together, he's just like, "No, you need to save that piss. So I can drink it later." I'm like, "What?" 
going to waste that? It's no. sterile. Yeah. Um, so we'll do that. We'll also uh, have our, our weekly Bowie Bay Sox segment. This week, manager Buck Britton's going to join us. So they're getting ready for their home opener tonight. I believe D.L. Hall on the mound for the home opener tonight. Well, good luck. So huh? that, yeah. that should make it interesting. And uh, also, we will check in with uh, Jen Adams, Loyola women's lacrosse coach. They are Patriot League champs, headed to the NCAA tournament. We will check in with her as well. All coming up on the program today. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether, yeah, whether your focus is luxury and comfort, or perhaps it's convenience, technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling. We've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Who do you think's calling me? Probably uh, it's God. 908. Where's 908? 908. Is that New York? Should I should I answer? Yeah, I mean, we do this sometimes. Why not, right? Where well, This is the program we do. Welcome to Glenn Clark Radio. This is Glenn. Oh, hi, Robert. I'm on the air right now. Could, could you uh, give me a call back a little bit after noon today? Is that possible? Love it. Okay, great. Thank Beautiful. you. All right. And this is live radio. See, that was actually important. Was I actually it? I actually needed that one. Robert right. Robert Durst? No, not Robert. No, boy. No, not Robert Durst. He's an esteemed real estate mogul. Yeah, no, that man. show was incredible, by the way. You saw that? The Jinx? No, I never saw it. Oof. Never saw it. I mean, never it was good. It. The best the best ever of the uh, documentaries of the sorts. If you say so. It was. If you say so. I demand. Uh, no, this is Robert from Keene University. I, uh, I'm doing their NCAA tournament lacrosse game this weekend. Don't let Drew find out about them. What, Keen? Yeah, just don't let it Oh, because you'd be keen on Keen or something like that. something yeah, about all fine. of it. Um, anyway, so I, I did, I did, I actually did. It, this is a, this could be an email situation. Yeah, but, well. But, you know, God bless. They want to they wanna get in touch, and I appreciate Papa that. Papa bless. Um, anyway, the uh, the things that I wanted to talk about today, the Orioles get a win last night, so they don't, nobody, and I mean nobody, sweeps the Orioles in a four-game series from Friday to Monday. Correct. I mean that. Never the not Monday night. Not the 2021 night. Orioles. Yeah, not the 2021 Orioles. It does not happen. Jorge Lopez has got some stuff, but, you know, I mean, uh, sort of for uh, whatever reason, after uh, the first time uh, through the lineup, it often hits a bit of a wall. But okay. five innings, you know, you'll take that out of him. I mean, I sure. I it. This is this is the epitome of. I mean, ninety-eight out of a starting pitcher. But this is, is the epitome this, of this doesn't this doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a Dwayne Johnson situation. You can understand why a team like the Orioles would be interested in having him to try to see if they could turn it. I into don't something. think they are. I think they're interested in someone eating innings. That I don't also, think. How old I don't, is he? He's like twenty-eight, probably. Maybe. I mean, like somewhere around there. I don't think that he is in any ways part of their even a lottery ticket for them. I think he's a guy who's here for the sake of being here. He's 28. Yes, nailed it. Um, I I don't I don't it it's it is it is the least enjoyable thing that an Oriole can do is Jorge Lopez pitch well because it means nothing. It it's you nod your head, you acknowledge that it occurred, and it helps you in zero ways. There's just no way of getting around it. I can't. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Do you think I'm they should try to, to turn him into a reliever, or do they just have too many relievers to do I mean, that and not enough if they, starters? If they know, want to, they can, but for for why? I don't even know that he has – what is his off speed? What is his out pitch? Does he have an out pitch? Is he just a fastball guy, essentially? I, I, I have not spent – I don't know why we're doing this. Because I don't know why you're in, in, insistent on talking about Jorge Lopez. Well – Winning pitcher last. No, you got the winner. No decision. I have no idea. No decision. I, could, I, I think Mancini had the go-ahead home run in the seventh. I could so not it's a, no decision. tell you. But hey, you can't throw ninety-eight. Okay, so there's that. Well, there's now. Now you got sure. that. You got that figured out. It's it, it's just joyless. There's something completely joyless. At least if Matt Harvey pitches well, while it doesn't really matter, you you buy you you sell yourself the thought of. 
well, maybe this means we can get a slightly better bag of balls at the deadline than we would have otherwise gotten. You can't do that with Jorge Lopez. It's, wow, that happened. Okay. And it it's, if for whatever reason you're invested in the results of the Orioles night in and night out, you can find it pleasant that they won a baseball game. I'm I'm just not there. I'm not invested in the results. Well, look, the results Mount don't Castle matter and Mancini to me. homering are positives. Um. Yes, that's fine. I mean, neither one. Mountcastle, you can sell yourself on the idea that he's coming around. You want to sell yourself as well that he can try to establish. This is his eighth home run, I think, right? Something like that. You want to? I get it. This is he's. You say it over and over again. Everybody thinks they have a Trey Mancini and all of the above, but you still want him to be performing to get something. If you were to go that route, I mean, I I like Trey Mancini. I'm uh, this no this bit where we think that the Orioles can get something for Trey Mancini is a bad bit. Something is a bit. uh, This is something is a. Is a there's a wide spectrum of what something means. Yeah, I'm I'm I think the problem for me is that you're gonna have to accept that if you're trading man, trading Trey Mancini, you're just trading him for whatever there is to be had. You're essentially trading him for the sake I of trading him. There's, there's just nothing coming there. Injuries are always possible, right? Like something can happen to a contender, and if they need a first baseman or they need a left fielder in a pinch, and Mancini's hitting 270 with a 480 to 500 slugging percentage then it's not worth nothing. And I'm not saying it's, that you're going to be getting It's worth a, their version of nothing. They'll, no, they'll take him from you for nothing. The idea that you think a team is giving something up to get something that they feel as though they already have in their system or offense that can be replaced already in their own lineup. I know you're saying that they think they already have it, and they do, I'm sure. Somewhere in their system they think this is a guy that's going to be Trey Mancini at least. No, but they, there's something to be said for being able to have proven you're doing it at the major league level and having that production now. If you're going into a season, absolutely, there's something to be said for that. We're in a playoff race. Right. It, in a playoff race, you're willing to give up nothing. If a team is willing to just give you that guy because they don't want to pay the money, you'll take him. You'll take him. But it's not because you're giving something up to get it. That's not the trades that are made. There is no history of people giving in recent history. Once upon a time, there sure. was before people understood baseball a little bit better. Once upon a time, you might be able to get something for a Trey Mancini. In recent baseball history, if those types of players are getting traded, they're getting traded because the team that has them just doesn't want to pay them. Just decides, we don't want to have to pay any more money on something like this. Do you want to take this guy? If you do, give us your nothing. And by the way, your nothing could one day turn out to be something. That's the thing. Like Something is, if it's a flyer and an A ball, that's still something. If it's a guy that but, you think has... But the notion that Trey Mancini, Mancini hitting a home run last night is somehow the difference and whether you're going a, to get... You know that baseball is about... It's about stacking days. It's about, like, the consistency. Yes, I hope that Trey Mancini, because I like Trey Mancini, ends up being better he than he had been to start. a rough start, Yes, right? he had a bad start to the season. I hope he ends up being better than that. My thought that it's particularly valuable to the Orioles in any way... As to whether or not he hits one more home run, nah. I mean, it's neat for Trey. I like it. I like Trey. I want to see Trey do well. I'm I'm happy for Trey. I think Ryan Mountcastle, who's been hitting for a couple of days now, is a far more significant concept. I'm not arguing if that. If Ryan Mountcastle can continue to hit and prove that what we saw for the first couple of weeks of the season wasn't really the Ryan Mountcastle story. It was just part of the adjustment that's good news for the Orioles and the one guy right now that might be a part of this thing at some point down the road when it all comes together. That's I'm, pleasant. I'm not writing off Mullins. I'm not. I look. I think that there's 
who, the center field spot. It's a far harder sell for me on Mullins. It's a much harder sell for me. Okay. I mean, look, it's it's sort of a moot argument, right? Like, there's only only he will determine how long he sticks around, and if he continues to play the way he's played thus far, right, he's going to stick around. Now, that's probably an unrealistic expectation to think he's going to play that well. Yep. But still, let it play out. All that said, I am evaluating this in the sense where, and I don't I, I put a gun to my head and you know, try to true, mm-hmm. but first of all, what are we doing mm-hmm. here? This is the Orioles we're talking about. Um. The category of players that in some universe could be traded for, that, and again, something. And this is not me saying anything. But those, that's a different conversation. I am trying to say Jorge Lopez not in that group, acknowledging yes. that. I have gun to my head, and I said, again, please right. remove that. Right. Mancini is. Mancini is in the group of guys that you could attach the qualifier to and say that their performance, if they were to perform well or continue to perform well, it boosts their case. Now, whatever that case is, how much it's worth, that's, yeah, that's, that's the a different problem. point. It's the, the notion between Trey Mancini performing really well and him not performing really well and what you can get is so minuscule that that part means nothing to me. You can't get much more... At and all for Trey Mancini. What you, you can were, get for him right now is essentially what you're going to ever be able to get for Trey so Mancini. so somebody might say, Trey Mancini, the player, right, looking at his profile as a hitter, right? You talk about him as a decent, like a plus bat, right? His average is pretty good. The power was the question initially. It's turned into more than was expected since he's gotten to the major league level, but there are probably still questions about whether he's a long-term you know, 35 plus or four. There's nobody who thinks that. But for him to have eight right now, that's got to be a positive sign, right? Like the power can, to an extent, drive some of his value. If he were to be hitting 30 home runs. Except for the fact that guys that are just home run hitters haven't gotten that either. Like there, there is no market. He's not just a home run hitter. That's Trey Mancini. If it comes along with him hitting better than he's hit so far, he has not hit well. I tend to, and this is based on his track record, right through the minors and up to the majors. He's been a. But you're trying to create some scenario where a team could think that you know he's always going to be a really good hitter. We can dismiss the hitting so far. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm not talking about them acquiring him right now. This is about him putting together a half season of really good baseball. Uh-huh. And then at the trade deadline, whether it be via injury or be a team that says, hey, this is not working for us in outfield or first base, whoever it is we have out there, we need, we need more production, right? Like, we need to get more power out of this position. And, oh, by the way, Trey Mancini also happens to have a pretty good average. He's a pretty good bat. Right, but right now he it. doesn't is That's, the point. I do believe that he's around a 270 hitter, right? His true level is probably, Maybe. if you were to get down to it, about 270. Maybe even better. Maybe. And so if by July, I would imagine it's closer to that, if not around that, if not higher. And I understand this is speculative at this moment. And what is he, 230 but right I'm now? I also don't think he's going to be on pace to hit 50-some home runs. I think you're trying to do a bit where Trey Mancini is something so much fur- further beyond anything that we've seen from him. I don't know what is he. He has eight right now, and he's hitting 230, right? Something like that, yes. So he's running into some balls, whether that's because he's changed his approach and tried to go more power-heavy, right? Like, that certainly wouldn't help his case come the trade deadline. 
But again, if we do think he is back to... But I, I, you keep coming back to the notion of there's some world in which a team is giving something up for Trey Mancini. You're obsessed the with something, this idea. The something is where we're... Look, I am, I am fully acknowledging... Trey Mancini at his peak is roughly the same to a team as Trey Mancini struggling. It's I mean, as far as what they think a value would be. This world where you're trying to create something where Trey Mancini at his peak is more valuable is not based on any trade that you've seen happen. They don't. This is not the player. This is not the profile of a player that teams I mean, are giving okay. up something of Look, value for. We need for. to set aside the fact that, of course, he's more valuable if he's playing well. Of course he is. It, in, but I understand. In, in, a in, the not, idea that, in the idea that you could never trade him if he were hitting. Not true. If he wasn't hitting, you could still trade him. There are teams that would still take them on. This is the part you're missing. You keep trying to suggest esoterically, is he more valuable because we want to believe he's more valuable? Fine. Say that. But when the peak of what something can get you is here... I'm not saying that it's going to be right, a situation like where you're here. going to be selling high, where the idea that this is your only opportunity... Like the John Means argument does not apply to Trey Mancini. In any way. I'm aware. That's not what I'm trying right. to argue in this situation. But what I am trying to argue is that, of course, a player who is playing at his best in a situation where a team has a need, be it injury or roster construction, and they think we need production now, guaranteed production now, then he's worth, and this is where you get all crazy. No, I'm not getting all crazy. You get crazy no. thinking there's some trade market for I'm him. I'm saying, when I say something, I'm saying it might just be the 18th prospect in somebody's system. But right. that guy could end up being whether it Josh Hader. Right, and Drew I'm saying Dr the difference between that and what you could get for Trey Mancini. If Trey Mancini was hitting as well as he possibly could in June versus what he's doing right now, the difference might be the 18th or the 21st. The, the notion that there a, is a significant difference between in I, I, this is two separate things. I like Trey Mancini. I want him to perform well because I like him, and I want him to feel good for himself. It's the bit where we try to make it seem like there is an inflated Trey Mancini trade value, and there isn't. It does not exist. Those players are not desirous on the market. But there could the, be a what, difference in 18 and 21 in between what, what kind of players those are, right? Like 21 could just be your... Run-of-the-mill reliever. It, or 21 could actually be better than 18. Like th no, because we, we know how these organizations think. We saw with the Manny Machado trade, these, 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 they're not stupid about the players, the good organizations aren't stupid about the players that they're willing to include, I, in which they are And aren't. they're not going to be stupid about There's who they're no going doubt. to give up for Trey Mancini. I understand that. I, I don't know what you're trying to the say. The only scenario where they could get a guy that has high upside out of Trey Mancini, if if they're able to, they're not able to stop that. High this is the point. Is, high upside is a is a low A lottery, and it's hit. the same thing they could get right now. I'm telling you, the guy you think they can get is the same guy. It's there is not a difference. You could say the one guy was ranked 18th and the other guy was ranked 21st. It's the same guy. They can get that guy no matter what. We keep wanting to make it so that Trey Mancini has trade value. He doesn't. There is no trade value there, which doesn't well, mean you can't does, trade right? him. That's not a bad trade to make. If you, can get if you can get that guy. I don't even know that you can get that guy. I think the more likely scenario is you can get the guy that somebody wants to give up on, that they're done with. They've moved on from. They've said it's not working for him here, and we'll pay the salary to take it off your hands. You want to dump some money because you don't want to pay his arbitration number next season? We'll do it for you.
We'll take care of that. And we'll give you something in exchange. That's the trade we're willing to make. The notion that a team is giving you something helpful for Trey Mancini spits in the face of what we've seen teams do. That's just not what they're doing right now in the trade world. That's not the player. That's the reason why we have the John Means conversation, because he's actually a player that has tangible value and that other teams would look at and say, we want to give up something real for us to get him. We want to believe that these other pieces can do that. They can't, which, again, doesn't mean you don't make those trades because you never know. You just never know when the guy that another team wants to give up on is a guy that comes here and works somehow for you. Do you think Matt Harvey is more valuable than Trey Mancini? I think it's more comparable than people want to admit that it is. If Matt, I mean, I get it. that's going to pitch at a 4.05 ERA for the first half of the season. Yeah, no. He would have to be sub four. I mean, that's unrealistic. I think in the I, I don't disagree with that. I think that you can get. But I, I think that we're. But I'm e- still ERA, ERA is a metric that is not necessarily indicative of what the pitchers aren't pitching late into games anymore. So I mean, there's say something to be said for that. Five innings sure. with the allowing. I think that they would be willing to give up something. I think there would be. I think there would be a team that would willing be willing to take on Matt Harvey, but not to give you something for it. Not to get again, this, something sure. Not to give you something that's going to change anything. That's just going to be a piece. I, we, we, you still do it because there's no purpose for you hanging on to Matt Harvey. You take whatever you can get and hope for the best. You still make the trade, but the notion that your trash is going to get you something of value, it's going to only happen because of luck. Well, that's the thing. You're, you know, Mancini would be. The call that he's your trash is unfair to the it's, Orioles it's and the un- Orioles fans. This, but course. this goes, it strikes the conversation about Trey Mancini and whether or not Trey Mancini is just more valuable here. Well, of course he because is. Because here, that's the he's not trash. But it's, of course he's more valuable here. That's not, you have to determine the, the grades of the difference here, right? Like, there's no question he is more valuable in Baltimore to the community than he would be anywhere else. It's obvious. Oh, I think he might be more valuable from a baseball standpoint here than he is somewhere else. But only in a... in like a sort of team chemistry, marketing... Yes, in all of these, or in somebody has to... There has to be somebody that people want to come watch play type of way. All of that. But that's not, you know, that's... I don't consider that baseball and it's right and if you could get something for him none of that would matter in comparison but in the world where you're not getting anything for trey mancini no, ag- that 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 matters i'm not going to do the trey mancini for jamai jones deal i know that they probably didn't they sign waivers for Jones or whatever but what? if there's a player that once upon a time was a top 10 prospect for a team and is 24 years old and you know that that would be uninspiring but that's what you can that, that's the trey mancini market like at best that's the market. It's just not uh, – unless there's one team, this is always the – is there one team that injuries, falls in – right. not, it's not that. You keep trying to make it about injuries. It, that falls in love specifically with one player that just says, this is our guy no matter what. Because it's not just that everybody, every team thinks they have that guy. It's that the market is flooded with those guys. It's on top of that. It's that there's somebody that we can – add one more bat into our lineup, someone who's having a nice season somewhere that we could put one more bat into our lineup that doesn't really have a position, that doesn't really help us in any way that way, but it's one more bat to throw into the lineup or to at least be a platoon for us at some point. It's the Phillies wanting to take Adam Jones on uh, and trade for him, but 
weren't even going to be committed to playing him every day type of scenario. There's always guys like that that are out there that can be traded for. They exist. Everybody's got them. The bad teams have those players. We like ours more than others because we know the guy and because he's been through a lot, and it's made us more invested in our guy. But everybody's got him. Every team has their Trey Mancini as far as a, a baseball player is concerned. They are available. They are to be had. The market is flooded with them if you're just willing to you know, take on some money that we don't want to pay for the guy anymore. You want to take the, the, that off our hands? You can have him. We just, that's, that's the type of trade that, that teams are looking to make with those types of bats. That's the way that it goes. Um, does it mean, again, and as I say all these things, it's not trying to be cruel in any way towards Trey Mancini, who I enjoyed watching hit a home run because I like Trey Mancini. And because it was a bomb. I mean, it was an absolute bomb to center mm-hmm. field. It was cool to watch. But I like Trey Mancini. It means way more to me than watching Freddie Galvis hit home runs, which means nothing to me. I, it doesn't even elicit a reaction from me when Freddie Galvis hits a home run. He's a guy you could trade in theory. I mean, if a team is just depleted up the middle, for, needs for, a glove and a bat at the time, you can right? give He's him away if you well, want to. If you that's fine. If you want to give aware. him away, you can give him away for the sake of but giving him away. But and these you are should all players you should. This is the thing, right? Like your your scenario where you can get quote unquote nothing or something. Like if you can get the 18th or 21st ranked guy in someone's system who is a lottery ticket and a flyer and something to throw at the wall and see if it sticks. You should absolutely do it for Yes, of course you should. All of them and collect as many as you can get. Go get them, by all means. Go do it. Of course, go trade Freddie Galvis. But Freddie Galvis, there is zero joy to me in watching Freddie Galvis hit a home run. There's joy in watching Trey Mancini hit a home run because I like Trey Mancini. Because it's personal. Because I'm an Orioles fan. And Trey Mancini is an Oriole. Freddie Galvis is a guy. He's here, he's wearing a jersey because somebody had to wear it. He's not an Oriole. He's just a guy that's playing for the Orioles right now. But Trey Mancini is. Trey Mancini will matter to me 10 years from now. And so I'm happy for him when he hits a home run. But I I can't get involved in the it means something more than that conversation. Today's show also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Uh, we'll come back in. We'll start looking towards the NCAA lacrosse tournament. Also, a little bit later on this hour, our weekly Bowie Bay Sox segment. We check in with Buck Britton. That's all. Oh, boy. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, that's all on the way. It's GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. The annual MIAA Lacrosse Championships are coming live to Anne Arundel County for the first time ever. The MIAA Lacrosse Championships feature some of the nation's top lacrosse programs as well as the future stars of the game. Join us Tuesday, May 18th and Friday, May 21st at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. Tickets are on sale now. To learn more, go to MIAAChampionships.com. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe with competitive pricing and an AM Best A-minus financial strength rating. It's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. 
Hey, this is your guy, Chris Rulin from Grade 8's Memorabilia, coming to you to talk about Baltimore Celeb Fest. 50 wrestlers at Benfield Sports Center on Saturday, May 15th from 11 to 3. We will be there with the Grade 8 stable with the Murder Hawk Monster, Lance Archer, the Machine, Brian Cage, the beautiful people, Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, Matt Seidel, Flip Gordon, Tessa Blanchard, Diamante. You can meet all eight of them for only 200 bucks. All the details at Great8sMemorabilia.com. That's Great8sMemorabilia.com. Also, we have great private signings coming up with John Harbaugh, Anquan Bolden, Jonathan Ogden, and more. That's Great8sMemorabilia.com. Remember, be great. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover luke jackson profiles top orioles pitcher john means and the role new pitching coach chris holt is taken with means and the entire organization inside matt kremnitzer reflects on nick markakis's career, and Bo Smolka looks at what to expect from the Ravens 2020 draft class in their second season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. URL. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. Back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. Today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 410-401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. Um, I'm not going to say I have nothing to say about Tim Tebow. There's, there's, it's an irrelevant NFL transaction. 
I get all the points people are making that it's it's kind of shameful that he gets a shot when Colin Kaepernick and other guys don't. That's fine. I don't disagree with you. But as far as the transaction itself is concerned, it does not warrant the amount of attention that it's getting. By the way, Tebow is more likely to play tight end than Colin Kaepernick, for what it's worth. Yeah, but he's also not likely to play tight end. <laughs> he's not like it's, well. it's 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 why did why. Can he? Why can a team waste a roster spot on him and not on other players? So, I mean, it's, there's, I, you know, there, there is a conversation there. It's warranted. It's, is it, is it embarrassing? Is it kind of shameful? Yeah, absolutely, it is. Is Urban Meyer doing a favor for a guy that did a lot for him? Yeah. Should there be a law against that? I don't know, man. I mean, like, it's a, there's, is there a nepotism conversation that can be had that's bigger than football? Sure. But the, the point is, it's a, it's a worthless transaction it's of no value whatsoever it does not deserve the attention that it's getting and so i'm done what does deserve some attention is an 11 game win streak which is what the loyola women's lacrosse team is on going into the ncaa tournament joining us now the head coach of the greyhounds it's a pleasure to welcome back into the program coach jen adams who joins us here on gcr coach it's glenn and kyle it's great to chat with you thank you for taking the time and congratulations on being back in the ncaa tournament and patriot league champion Thanks so much. Always great to be on. You know, I, I remember a year ago, like the heartbreak of the season that you all were having and, and, and how special it was shaping up to potentially be for you all when the season was canceled. Over the course of 12 months, how did your player, players handle that disappointment and shape what it is that you guys have gone through this season? Yeah, you know, I, th- I think it was obviously tough. And, and at the time, it... Um, it was one of those things that we we needed to deal with in that moment um, and understand that everyone in the country was going through something and um, it was tough. A lot was taken away from a lot of people. And so um, we really put it away and put it aside. And when we came back for the fall and the limited amounts of, of practice and things we could do, we just took nothing for granted. And I know the girls were just excited to have the opportunity to pick up their sticks and get on a field and play. Um, there were still so many restrictions and there still are and, it certainly has not been a typical season for right, us, right. Um, but it's just navigating the speed bumps and, and figuring it out as we go and and trying to understand that 2021 is its own season and, and we had to put 2020 away. And I think that that did take a little while. I think there was a little bit of mourning from that, that kind of season that never was. Um, but at the same time, I think they've latched on and got really excited about what we're doing this season. Well, and I asked that in the context of it was a tough start for you all this season. What was there any bit of a, like a hangover effect of, you know, we we could have been national champions a year ago, and and it didn't have like did you deal with that at all as the season began this year and had a couple of really tough results to start the year? Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not sure. Um, you know, so it was a long time ago. Sure. I think. Uh, we we faced an incredibly talented Syracuse side to open our season, yep. and and we got a little shell shocked. I I have said it, you know, we kind of, we kind of got slapped in the face for the first game, and um, in looking back on it now, I I value that opportunity. I think it it provided kind of a platform for us as a coaching staff to reevaluate what we wanted to do and needed to do, and 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 the ability to push away the the season before. Um, you know, and having an undefeated season was off the cards. So it was kind of, this is a new season and we're going to do things differently. And, and again, you know, the coach's cliche, but you learn so much from those losses, but we really did. Those first two losses, um, we provided us opportunities to, to really get down to some of the nitty gritty, find some holes in our game 
and you know pave a different path for us as we moved forward throughout the season. She is Jen Adams. Loyola uh, is headed to Syracuse, but to play Hofstra in the first round of the NCAA tournament. She's with us here on GCR. Coach, so what happened after those first two games that, that you all have been rolling this way? Did, was it just settling back into being the team that you know you were going to be? Did, was there a conversation? What allowed for 11 straight wins to, to close the rest of the season? Yeah, you know, I, th I think it was a combination of all those things. There were conversations that were had. You know, this is a very vulnerable team. They're very honest. We get in a room and have a conversation. We don't shy away from, you know, the accountability of, of things that people need to be doing. And I, you know, we had that in, in a lot of conversations and then backed it up with, you know, practices and making sure that we were tightening some of the nuts and bolts and the things that we needed to do in our season to be a better team um, and approach those games as we move forward. And I just think the confidence as you start to win games we, we saw that, that kind of sparkle, that reunited um, energy about where this team can go and what they can do. And I think they just needed to, to get some games under their belt, some wins under their belt to, to latch back onto that concept. And, and that confidence has really carried us through, through the Patriot League Championship and, and hopefully into postseason play. Uh, it helps to have some good players on your roster. <laughs> doesn't it, it doesn't hurt certainly again. Does. yeah certainly <laughs> helps um i, I and i and I, I don't want to you know we could go through the entire roster i'm sure and 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 we'd end up leaving somebody out but i think obviously lizzie will jump off the page at everyone um when, when someone is so involved offensively and you can rely on them so much how much does that do for your team and and what makes her so special yeah, you know, I think Livy is such a special player. You know, she just broke the program's all-time points record, and and you know, she's planning on coming back for another year. So that wow. just speaks in and of wow. itself volumes about you know what this what she can do as a player. Um, she, as you mentioned, she's involved in everything, and she's a leader and a captain of our offense, and um, really kind of sets the tone. And I think the the offense really rallies around her. Um, she's such a selfless player. She can give up the ball. And I think well, quite often you find the best attackers in the country are the players, not just putting the ball in the back of the net, but can find ways to leave their mark and imprint on a game in other ways. And that's Livy. You know, she can come up with balls and cause turnovers on rides. She can assist goals. Um, you know, she just has the ability to get the, the draw possessions and just kind of have a, her finger in a little bit of everything on the field. And, and that's just crucial and key for, for our team. And she leads in such a way that, that inspires and motivates others. And I think they derive confidence from her in how she plays the game. She's so calm. She gets met with face guards, double teams, triple teams, and she just takes it all in her stride and, and plays the game. And I think, you know, that kind of mentality is something that, that rallies the team and, and they all get behind, which is, is great. That's, of course, Livy Rosenswag that we're talking about. Uh, Coach, give me a player that maybe their rise this season wasn't something you knew was coming, someone who stepped into a role for you and, and you weren't certain of exactly what they were going to be able to do before the season began. Yeah, you know, I think Riley Olmstead for us defensively um, has stepped in and, and isn't getting a whole lot of credit for a defense that is, is playing very, very well right now. Um, she actually gets a lot of matchup players and quietly, unassumingly goes about her job. And, and I think she's, she's doing her job quite often. You know, she's not noticed on the field, but um, if the opposition's top players aren't noticed as well. And, and that's been the case. She was phenomenal in our Patriot League championship and, and something that, again, people watching the game may not have even picked up on and known. But she's just been a, a staple uh, markup defender for us and, and I think has stepped into that role, getting her first kind of career starts and, 
and, and doing a really phenomenal job for us. And really cool to see her, obviously, for those that don't know, Riley is uh, Aiden Olmstead's sister. And the Olmstead family, it feels like we kind of owe a debt to the Olmstead family in the area uh, for how many players have ended up at Loyola, both uh, you getting <laughs> two of them, uh, Charlie getting one of them, and they're pretty good. They're pretty good players. So it's Absolutely. really cool. Absolutely. Logan, her sister, too. She battled a bit of an injury to start season, but she's going to be a phenomenal defender for us as well. We're excited to get the two of them on the field together at the same time. Coach, you know, there are there are some behemoths uh, in, in the in the women's lacrosse world. And, and you, as I referenced, like a year ago, you were prepared to take down behemoths. What does it take now for your team, not just to be a cool story, win a bunch of games in a row and win the Patriot League, but to now transition this into making a deep run to more, towards Memorial Day weekend in the NCAA tournaments? Yeah, look, I think postseason play comes down to just playing fearless. You've got here for a reason and, and just stepping out on the field, enjoying the process and making sure that, you know, our, our players come in with confidence into a game and, and that they do. They play with just that fearlessness that they've played all season and don't layer it with any pressures or expectations about what happens moving forward. Um, this is a group of competitors, and I think when you put it on the line and say to them, there's only one thing that you're getting guaranteed, and that's if you win this next game, you're getting to continue to play and mm -hmm. move on. Uh, for them, that's that's you know that's the kind of pressure that they thrive under, and so um, I'm excited about that. They don't get buried by it. They, they get excited by it. Coach, uh, congratulations on a, a remarkable run. It's awesome to watch your team right now, and it's exciting brand of lacrosse too, which is, makes it really cool. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, now, may this conversation continue. Maybe we, may we be chatting with you for another couple of weeks as you make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, all right? It's... I certainly hope that is the case. Coach, thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. We really appreciate it. It's... Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Jen Adams, Loyola women's lacrosse coach, appreciate her hanging in with us for a minute this morning as they get ready to open up the NCAA tournament against Hofstra on Friday. Women's tournament, five area teams made the women's tournament. So Loyola, of course, Maryland, but Maryland not the, the monster that they've typically been. They have been far more beatable this season, um, as well as Towson getting into the women's tournament, Johns Hopkins, and Mount St. Mary's all got into the women's tournament this year. So five area D1 participants in the women's tournament to go along with Maryland and Loyola on the men's side of things. From Chris, Chris says, Glenn, you kind of brushed right past the Tebow thing. I do think there's a bigger conversation that needs to be had about whether or not this is... Oh, Chris. This is more about racism than we want to admit that it is. When a white player who does not deserve an opportunity can still get one, whereas other guys like Des Bryant can't, we need to talk about it more. We can't just pass it off as being unworthy of conversation. Well, I mean, there's probably a level of privilege for what Tim Tebow's yeah, I mean, I, I don't, been given. I don't think that. I don't think. A, I think it's not about his. his how that he's white as much as it's about the fact that he's the most religious. Well, I don't know that. I don't think it's specifically about religion either. I mean, he's, not, look, it, Tim I, Tebow, I you think can, we need to have two different conversations here. If you want to have a conversation about Tim Tebow's popularity not matching up with the the athlete sure. that he is, well, other than yes. his college tenure, he was one of the greatest college well, he, football players. He was ever. he was certainly a very good college right. player, but there are a lot of guys that were really yeah. good college players. Vince Young was Correct. a was a historically great yeah. college player. No one gives a rat's ass about him yeah. today. He was one of the. Um, he was a two time Heisman winner, correct? Tim Tebow. Yeah. 
he was a no. He won the he won the Heisman. He was a two-time national champion, but he wasn't the full-time starting quarterback. Heisman another year, I think. Uh, I don't know if he was a runner. He was on the stage. Whatever. Um, He was very incredibly accomplished. Nobody's nobody's he was an accomplished college football player, but he wasn't a more accomplished college football player than other players who have been cast aside in the history of football. He wasn't. His college accomplishments aren't what justifies his fame. Now, for what it's worth, he is on TV and he is all those things. But yes, he is remarkably famous in part because, and this is this is why it's so hilarious that everybody suggests that ESPN became like a a liberal bastion and all this. ESPN obsessed over Tim Tebow because he was the object of the conservative religious folks' desire. They were obsessed with him. And they would tune in if ESPN talked about him. And ESPN was quite desirous of having those people watch their programming, so they played to it significantly. And that's what makes it so hilarious. You know, there's a lot of things that are hilarious. If you don't think it's funny that um, people swore off watching ESPN because they honored Caitlyn Jenner and now they want to vote for her as governor of California, I got nothing for you. It's absolutely hilarious. I mean, it's it's embarrassing, but our country is embarrassing. We're an embarrassment. Um, not that Caitlyn Jenner might be qualified to be the guy. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you anything about Caitlyn Jenner, whether or not she's qualified to be a governor of any state. But it's absolutely very American mm-hmm. that the same people that swore this is the end of the world will now turn around and say, but you should vote for her for being governor of yep. the state. It's hilarious. And and I can't I it can't say be. anything yeah, else. It would be. Yes, it should be yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Instead, it's yes. a it's a it's a, it's a, a da- more damning statement about where we are. Um, the, 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 I can dismiss the Tim Tebow thing because we know what it's about. Urban Meyer loves Tim Tebow because Urban Meyer should love Tim Tebow. Er, Tim Tebow delivered Urban Meyer a national championship. And so Urban Meyer's going out of his way to do something as a personal favor to a guy. By the way, it's interesting to bring up Des Bryant. John Harbaugh did Des Bryant a personal favor a year ago. And when everybody was screaming about Des Bryant, Des Bryant couldn't get a job anywhere. No one was interested in Des Bryant. But for whatever reason, there was this relationship that existed between John Harbaugh and Des Bryant. And per every ounce of reporting that we were able to to get, we are to understand that John Harbaugh simply did Des Bryant a personal favor and said, you can't get a job, we'll come give you one. You know, we're not giving you, we're not promising you anything, but you can't get employed and you're desperately trying to get back into football. We'll do a solid for you. And that's what's happening in Jacksonville. Tim Tebow has been desperate to call himself a football player again. And his old coach is giving him a job. Will he make the team? Almost certainly not. There's no world. And is it embarrassing that you would give that guy the chance instead of giving it to a young player that might be an undrafted guy that might be something that you could find that could end up being good one day? Yeah, but you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why is today the day that we're worried about something embarrassing? Is it shameful? Yes. Should there be an... It's not nepotism by definition because they're not related, but it's essentially nepotism. It's you're the coach's kid, so you get to have a spot when somebody else doesn't. And should that exist? And some Should somebody with the Jaguars step in and say... No, we're not going to do that. That's not how we use our roster spots here is for you doing personal favors. Yeah, somebody should. But they made the decision to give all this power to Urban Meyer despite the fact that he's never been an NFL coach or an NFL GM. So that's on them. 
And if you're in Jacksonville doing radio today, you can respond accordingly. It doesn't register for me because it's not a relevant it's it's irrelevant from a football perspective. It's only relevant in Tim Tebow is famous. That's it. Switch gears. Uh, every week we uh, we are chat with the Bowie Bay Sox, find out what's going on in their world, and they're getting ready for a home opener. Joining us now, tell us more about their start to the season, some of the exciting prospects that they've got, including the guy that's on the mound tonight. He is the manager of the Bowie Bay Sox. It's a pleasure to welcome back to GCR, Buck Britton, who's with us now. Buck, it's Glenn and Kyle. It's great to chat with you, sir. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, no problem. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. It's great to chat with you. I can only imagine how excited it is for you to know that you're going to be, like, at your own stadium, and there's going to be some fans there, and it's going to kind of feel like you're doing something that's real again tonight, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how crazy was 2020? Um, I think the excitement for everybody. Um, I know the opening day we had on the road was exciting, and now to get back to our home park in front of some Oriole fans. Um, I know these guys are really looking forward to it. All right, so um, on a scale of 1 to 10, and I'm hoping that you say it's actually like 67, how excited should we be about D.L. Hall? Uh, well, if the number's 67 you're looking for, I'd say 67. All right, we'll take it. Um, I like it. Yeah. No, uh, this is, uh, I mean, as Oriole fans know, watching this kid come up, um, this is obviously a more polished version, but the tools are still there, and it's uh, – it was electric in Altoona, and uh, I'm hoping tonight it's the uh, the same guy that gives us a really good chance to win. Is is the you know obviously what jumps off the page is the numbers, right? Like that when 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 you're when you're throwing with the velocity that he's throwing with, um, like that that's going to that's going to be a bit eye popping. Should that be the thing that we talk about the most, or is there something else about DL that you think is more important than his velocity? Uh, well, the velocity obviously helps him, but I mean, this kid's approach to pitching, he, he's kind of changed. He's really matured. I had an opportunity to manage him in 2000 and, uh, was it 17 in Delmarva and he's just a completely different guy on the mound. He's confident. Hmm. Uh, he believes in his stuff. And just because he throws a hundred miles an hour doesn't mean that that's the pitch he's going to get you out with. He's, he's really learned to, uh, I mean, three, two breaking balls for strikes, first pitch breaking ball for strikes, really to keep guys off that hundred mile an hour fastball. Um, because we know in the big leagues, you know, guys guys can really hit a fastball. So this guy's really learning how to pitch, and that's the most exciting thing. How important was it for him? I mean, we read I, I read an article about how he distinguished or was working to distinguish his curveball from his slider, and it appears as though he's comfortable now really kind of throwing those pitches in just about any count. I mean, as far as his progression is concerned, how important is that for him getting to the next step? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's crucial. I think it's crucial for any pitcher to be able to establish uh, – you know, let hitters know he's, that he's got one more, you know, more than one pitch to uh, to worry about up there. Um, so it's tougher to game plan. Um, but man, it's exciting, and he has. He's come a long way with both of those pitches, um, and I look forward to seeing them on display again tonight and having a having a good one. Um, obviously, as we're chatting with Buck Britton, manager of the Bowie Bay Sox here on GCR. Obviously, Buck, uh, you know, all of the conversation in Birdland is about Adley Rutschman. He's the Lord and Savior. He's all of those things. How, how since you've gotten around him, how have you sensed that he has handled all of that, and and knowing that literally everything he's doing is being over scrutinized, over analyzed, and you know we're we're ready to lose our mind because he struck out nine times in a week, right? Like how how have you sensed that he handles all of that? You know, Adley Adley's a, a different breed. I, I don't think it affects him at all. I, I don't think he 
dives onto social media. I don't think he, he really pays attention to the buzz around him. Yes, he knows it's there. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to not know it's there. But uh, he's a confident kid. He just goes about his business. He's, uh, I mean, he's one of the one of the guys on the team. Um, he's really, you know, cemented himself as just one of the guys, and that's how he wants to be treated, and that's how I try to treat everybody, um, regardless of prospect status. Um, so he's been he's been a joy to be around. He's a great kid. He's a, he really is a great kid. I mean, I, it, we know he's a phenomenal baseball player too, right? Like we we are well aware of that. What's something that maybe we we don't know about him as a player? quite yet that you've gotten to know that makes you excited about Adley Rutschman? I think just the way he, he goes about his business. He's, he's, not, a, he's not a vocal leader, um, but just the way he carries himself and the way he works. I mean, this is one of the hardest workers we have in the organization. And for being a 1-1 pick, um, I, th- I think it's pretty incredible. Uh, um, but this guy, he refuses to not work. It's almost like, hey, Adley, we need you to slow down a little bit here, pal. We need you for 120 games. But he's, uh, he's full go. Um, and he's and he's just a great kid. That's that's one of the biggest things. He kind of reminds me of the same type of attitude that Trey Mancini. Just really good human beings. Any okay? Now we have to ask the hard question. Um, it, it, anything that explains why he's been struggling to start this season? And again, knowing I'm guilty of it, I'm over scrutinizing it. I'm doing the thing I shouldn't be doing. But that's how excited we are about Adley Rudgeman, Buck Britton. Um, is there anything that explains why it's off to a bit of a slower start and why the strikeout numbers are up in the first week of the season? Yeah, I think for Adley, it's just trying to do way too much. Uh, obviously, he's just like everybody else, excited to be back on the field. Sure. Um, and, you know, he's up there trying to trying to hit a ball 800 feet, um, you know, just to so because he wants to do well. He, this guy, This guy wants to do well. He works really hard. Uh, but he's just trying to do too much, and and we've had conversations. Just try to, you know, we're not expecting him to to be the savior of anything. Just go out there and be the best version of Adley Rutschman, and let the uh, natural God-given ability that he has take over. And, and I think you're going to see that. You know, it's a week into the season, um, and uh, he's he's way too good of a player. Uh, to not have a really good year for us. BaySox.com. Single game tickets are available for this week right now at BaySox.com, including opening day tonight with D.L. Hall on the mound against Reading. Buck Britton is with us here on GCR. Buck, the Orioles um, have a need in their system right now for guys to establish themselves as far as the middle infield is concerned and who middle infielders of the future might be. I wanted to talk to you about two guys in particular. One who we thought of as sort of being only defense, and that's Caden Grenier. What have you seen from I, – I think everybody agrees that he's got the type of glove that could play at the major league level. But has he, has he gotten – has he improved with the bat? Should we start talking about whether or not the bat might be good enough that one day he could be an everyday major league player? Yeah, you know, Caden's made a lot of strides offensively. Uh, he's another guy I saw his first year out of pro ball um, in 17 in Delmarva, and, and he has. I, I think with him, it's the uh, the confidence factor at the plate. I think he's always been kind of told he's a glove-first guy, um, and his glove is. He's, he's a solid, solid shortstop, second baseman, wherever I mean, wherever he ends up playing. But he uh, he's really he is really coming a long way with the bat. He's starting to understand who he is as a hitter. Um, I think a lot of times guys can get, you know, all caught up in this launch angle and, mm-hmm. you know, hitting home runs, but that, that's not the type of player he is. So I think he's starting to understand that and understand that his game plays offensively. Um, it may not look as sexy on the uh, stat sheet, but what he does helps teams 
win games, and what he can do at shortstop definitely helps team with teams win games. So no, I think he's just starting to understand who he is. It's it's obviously a very small sample size, but if he can get him on base at a 370 clip with that glove, that's a major league baseball player. I mean, that's that's a solid major league baseball player at that point. It's... Yeah, that's somebody that's that's helping your team win baseball games. No sure. question, no question. Another arm on the team that people have you know maybe not discussed often is DL Hall, but somebody who has some upside there is Kyle Bradish. Um, what is what does he really bring to the table when he steps on the mound? And is he somebody that you think by the end of this season might be perhaps a more household name for Orioles fans? Yeah, I think this kid, obviously he came over uh, from the Angels. Um, we had him at the alternate site last year a little bit, and from day one he's kind of been impressive. Um, he throws from kind of a, a super over-the-top arm angle, which is unique, um, with, I mean, really good stuff. A really, really good breaking ball. He's got a good good cutting fastball. Um, yeah, I, I think I think by the end of this season, uh, people are in Birdland are definitely going to know who this is. Um, and if I could go back to middle infield just for a second, because Taron Vavra is a guy that came over a year ago and – I think at the time there was a thought that, like, hey, this guy could be interesting, right? Like, this guy could be a player. What have you seen from him? And, and did the Orioles may find themselves a steal when they acquired Taron Vavra. Yeah, this is a kid for me. I mean, it's small sample size for me as well. I mean, I saw him at the alternate site just a little bit yeah. uh, when he got traded. Um, but he, he's got some, some bat-to-ball skills. He's, he's a pretty good little hitter uh, from the left side, handles left-handed pitching. Um you know, he's playing a lot of second base for us, but he's going to be moving around both second base, uh, the outfield. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this guy's got a knack for hitting. Um, I think there's some, some power in there that's going to get unlocked. Um, I, I don't think he's ever going to be a 25 home run guy, but um, this, I think he can hit a little bit. I mean, I, it's, it's been impressive so far. We'll see how it continues, and we'll see what's next. And, and give me one more name, Buck Britton, somebody that – that maybe Orioles fans haven't aren't as familiar with, but in your time around them, you said this is somebody that profiles more towards the major leagues than maybe people realize they do. Yeah, um, man, put me on the spot here. Right. Um, you know, there's a kid we got from Pittsburgh named Pat Dorian who's been playing third base for us. Who's uh, he had a couple home runs in the first week. Okay. Um, he's got a pretty left-handed swing. Um, we also have a kid behind the plate in Hudgens who's. Uh, you know, back there with Adley, and he can really catch and throw. Um, this is a kid that's, uh, I don't think he's ever made a team out of spring training. Um, and because of COVID, he didn't have a chance to do that uh, last year. And, you know, he's coming up to double A, hitting right in the middle of the lineup. Um, so it's been a kind of a tough assignment for him early, but he's, I think he's handled it well. And he had a really, really good spring training for us. Um, so and he can catch, and I think that's important. So we'll see how, kind of how that um uh, that goes, and I'm sure Adley will rub off on him a little bit. Um, but he's done a nice job so far, both those guys. And then before we let you go, how 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 are you enjoying it? But I mean, you're still at a place. You're not that far removed from your playing career. You're already up at the Double A level as a manager. How much fun has this been for you? Just even even as difficult as a year ago was, and sort of the craziness of it. How much fun have you been having being a part of this whole thing? Oh, yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been awesome. You know, I was really blessed to be able to have this opportunity when my playing days ended. And uh, I just love being on the baseball field. I love baseball. Um, and I, I love being around the guys and building relationships with these young players and just kind of being just a part of their, uh, hopefully all of their journeys to uh, long careers in the big leagues. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a fun time to be watching these guys come through this system right now as the Orioles try to figure out who's going to be a part of this thing long term. 
Buck Britton, it's great to catch up with you again. Tonight is opening night for the Bay Sox. BaySox.com with D.L. Hall on the mound and tickets available throughout the week for sort of opening week for the Bay Sox, which is going on this week down at PG County Stadium. Buck Britton, really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Let's do it again as the season goes on, all right? Yeah, heck yeah. I appreciate it, guys. Buck Britton checking in with us here on GCR. Appreciate him doing that as we wind down our number one of the program. Today's show also brought to you by Window Nation. Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. They've got an offer for you. It is completely bonkers. Get 50% off. 50% off. All styles of windows. So let's start by saying you only have to pay half the cost. Now combine that with you don't have to pay it now. No money down. No payments. And no interest for 24 months. Or as my kid would say, two whole years. Nothing. There's no tricks. There are no games. There's no catch. There's none of that. Whatever you're paying, you're paying half of what you would pay. And you don't have to pay it until 2023. That can be a future bill problem. It's remarkable. It's unbelievable. They're working with you. They know times have been tough. Things that perhaps you've been putting off because you didn't bring in as much money over the last year as you're used to. And, you know, you've had to prioritize certain things. Well, don't have leaky windows. Don't have windows that are problematic for you and your family. Get it taken care of now, half off, and you don't pay one red cent until 2023. How does that work for the business? No idea. It seems like it wouldn't. But I'm. this is not my area of expertise. I trust Harley, Aaron, the crew at Window Nation. They know what they're doing far better than I do. I'm not good at running businesses. I wouldn't do this, for the record, if I were in charge of a business. I would not make this type of offer. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you when you go to windownation.com or call 866-90-NATION. Window Nation, the perfect fit. All right. Um, from, from, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to engage in a race conversation. Ryan says, your last guy clearly just likes playing the race card. I, I, there is something that, if you want me to dismiss the Colin Kaepernick can't get a job, Tim Tebow can, I'm not going to do that either. Like, I'm not, there is nothing okay about Tim Tebow being allowed this opportunity to, to try out for something he can't do. There's nothing okay about that. You can say, well, there, you know, anybody could try out. No, there's only 90 roster spots, and teams have decided they don't give roster spots to these types of players. They're not deserving of it. So it's not okay. But am I going to scream about it and write my senator? No. I'm not, I'm not all that worked up about it either. But, for example— yeah, I can name all the senators. Yes, yeah, so we all do. We know he nailed the congressional delegation when he was quizzed about it. He accidentally got one right. Senator Van Halen. Van Halen, exactly. You nailed it. Yep, Eddie Van Halen. Unfor- unfortunately, passed, but still the senator. It's amazing how that works. Do you know Van Halen's first yeah. name? Uh, Chris. Yeah, that's correct. Look at you. You've learned something since the last time we played this game. I like that. Um, I'm not going to write my senator about it. I did. Remember when the Ravens brought in Rolando McLean, and I said it's shameful. People said, what do you mean it's shameful? I said, it's shameful. It's shameful that you would give an opportunity to somebody who's not deserving of it over the guys that you have or could have. 
It's shameful. It's shameful that once upon a time the Ravens had a guy that was willing to do anything that they asked him to do in Brian Hall. They said, go lose some weight, try to convert the linebacker, and then went and signed Rolando McClain. It was shameful, and I said it was shameful then. If the Ravens were the team taking a chance on Tim Tebow as a tight end, I would say it was shameful. They're not. It's his former college coach. Look, it's not that Tim it's Tebow, the athlete once upon a time, wouldn't have uh, seemed to fit the mold of a tight in, end. In right? his 20s, it would have been worth taking a flyer on Tim Tebow, the tight end. It is not worthy of that in his 30s. This is a joke. But I don't hate Tim Tebow. I also think that there is a group of people that is trying to portray the reaction to this as being Tim Tebow hate. It's not. It's the system is fundamentally broken that someone like this can get an opportunity that other players can't get, who's so completely undeserving of it. There's something to be said for that. Is it the end of the world? No, not individually. Is it? Is it okay? I'm spending way more content. I hate all of you. I didn't want to spend any time on this. Man. Yeah, this time it's actually not your fault. I can't believe I'm saying that. It, no, no. He's not deserving of this. And it does expose a flaw that doesn't just exist in football. It exists throughout society, which is that knowing someone will always matter more than merit that there is almost nothing that exists in society that is an actual meritocracy. And it's why, I think it's part of the reason why I'm so drawn to tennis, because tennis is about as close as you can get to a meritocracy. Politics. Yeah, nailed it. 100%. Politics, <laughs> definitely meritocracy, as we've seen. I mean, the most deserving people, always the ones that end up getting the jobs. Um, I, 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 and I genuinely mean that. Like, I think I found that to be the case about tennis, even more so than team sports, because there's always stories like this. That's why Drew in loves team golf. Sports. Golf is a little bit tougher because it's so hard to get involved in golf. Well, that, like, it's going to stop it. It's so hard. Well, yeah. I mean, there is that. <laughs> there's, that's not. That's not. That, well, but every at that level, everything is hard. Let's make that very clear. Um, of of the people that play golf, yes, sure, golf is a meritocracy. But it's yeah. a very. Di- it's a much more difficult conversation than. This is the part that nobody wants to admit. Yes, wealthy people always have inherent advantages in anything, right? But in comparison, tennis, you need a, a, a racket and balls. You don't need access to, like, there's, there's, always thought there's of soccer courts and, everywhere. And soccer being the... Soccer and basketball yeah, would be looked at as being the, right, most the, the most accessible sports that anybody yeah. could ever pick up. Yes, no question about it. But in comparison... The accessibility of, of golf is the low. Uh, maybe well, the clubs are expensive as hell. Well, and just getting you onto know, playing, playing in, you in can't general, just you go pay. show yeah, up correct. and you can go if you want to go play tennis today. Mm-hmm. You can go do it. Correct. Anybody can. Anybody in the world could go try to become a tennis player today if they wanted to. I already did. It's yeah, and how'd it go? I need another day. Okay, I would. Somebody would say track and field is a meritocracy, and like that's why they're in swimming is more of a meritocracy, right? Track more than swimming, I think. Because it is also accessible. You just have to go be fast. That's X it. Games. Yeah, a little bit less accessible, I would say. A little bit less accessible. But I get it. I wish football was a meritocracy. I talk about that. my buddy AJ, who just made his WWE debut, had his best season as a pro. And then they hired a new coach in Washington, and they said, sorry, we don't need you. After his best season as a pro. And now he didn't have anybody that was particularly fighting for him. Because the guys that knew him and loved him were out of jobs. And so he's left sort of like, I'm waiting for a call that may or may not come. I'm just moving on. 
I'm just not going to play football anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling. I'm out. I'm going to go pursue the next thing on my list. That's what I'm going to go do because I'm not going to sit around and wait for a phone call and, and be busting my ass for a job that I might, not, I might have, and then a week later they decide they don't need me anymore. I'm just not going to do that any longer. And it's, it's, that's part of the problem, right, that exists. But it exists not just in football. It exists not just in sports. It exists in society that you can work your ass off and earn your chances and then the guy who pays the bills, the guy who gets to make the decisions, just really like this person from Rochester and so they're going to bring that person in from Rochester. Or he pledged Sigma Chi. Correct. Or he's a, a Freemason. No offense to Freemasons. Or the Illuminati. Yeah, the Actually, Illuminati. Yeah, the a lot Illuminati. of I, d- I, d- I agree with yeah. that. Offense to the Illuminati. Yeah. Unless you want to include us. Yes. We need to kind of uh, then, know Yeah, the we'll specs. talk. We'll yeah. talk then. Do I need to take a break? I need to take a break. Yeah, we only yeah. have one break so far. Um, all right. Uh, today's show brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. It's Baltimore Celeb Fest coming up this Saturday in Millersville. You can meet the entire Great Eights stable for just 200 bucks. Pictures and autographs with eight current professional wrestling stars like AW's Brian Cage and Lance Archer. Go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com, in order to find out more. And also, don't forget about their private signings coming up with John Harbaugh, Anquan Bolden, Jonathan Ogden, and Tucker Fest with Justin Tucker, June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. All the details, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com, right now. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce Silver Anniversary New York Strip Steak, the Smoky Thigh Wings, a Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger, the Strip Steak Sandwich, Barbecue Chicken Bowl, and their Silver Anniversary Turtle Cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's Silver Anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Guys, we're almost there. As a lot of people have said, we are at the 10-yard line, but the COVID-19 pandemic is not quite over so we need to continue to be vigilant do the right things including wearing our masks and if we're gonna wear them why wouldn't we wear masks that represent our favorite teams and players home team masks available right now pressboxonline.com masks we got a purple and orange state flag neck gator for you as well as the celebrate 8 mvp neck gator and an over the ear faded distress state flag and traditional colors mask they're available pressboxonline.com masks let's get this over with wear our masks home team masks 
Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host Zach Goodman every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash the bat around or at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box Sports. It takes time to get rich, flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of Colombia and Brazil to Royal Farms. But less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world. Because Royal Farms' new Swiss-made coffee machines grind those rich, flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time. It's why Royal Farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Glenn Clark Nothing but net. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. Today's show brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Um, we're supposed to be joined by Marty McGee from Daily Racing Forum here in a few minutes. I'm, I'm hoping that he's not going to end up being. So Bob Baffert's counsel has put out a statement. Craig Robertson. Is counsel for Bob Baffert, the uh, the trainer of Medina Spirit. Craig Bruce. Robinson, not Craig Robinson, Craig Robertson. Although I would, I would think Craig Robinson would be capable of it. I wish those Pizza Hut commercials were good. They yeah. are not. They are. Hope just he's getting a lot of money for real him. nothing there. Uh, here's the statement: Following the Santa Anita Derby, Medina Spirit developed dermatitis on his hind end. Sounds terrible, by the way. It just sounds awful. Sounds like my last four weeks. Oh yeah, it's just a, just a bad trip to Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> dermatitis on the hind end. I had him uh, checked out by the veteran. Vet- by the way, I shouldn't say that. Chipotle, if you want to ch- come on, come on with us, wonderful and definitely doesn't. They're in a bit of hot water. What happened? Their employees are like, "Hey, this is this is not right. What you guys are how you're treating us." Oh, is there a thing there? There's a thing there apparently. Oh, I didn't know that. I was unaware that there was a thing there. That's yeah. no good. Um, uh, I had him checked out by my veterinarian. Veter- veter- veterinarian. 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 <laughs> who recommended the use of an antifungal ointment called Otomax. I was actually prescribed that as well. Otomax? For the last four weeks. Oh, because of your hind end. That's a good point. The The veterinarian. I know how to say it. Do you? This is is the veterinary veterinary (laughs) recommendation was to apply this ointment daily to give the horse relief, help heal the dermatitis, and prevent it from spreading. My barn followed this recommendation, and Medina Spirit was treated with Otomax. At that once point, they could have taken a turn and been like, little did we know. Right. Once it turned a, him into yeah. a super horse. It was treated with Otomax once a day up until the day before the Kentucky Derby. Yesterday, I was informed that one of the substances in Otomax is 
Betamethasone. While we do not know definitively that this was the source of the alleged 21 picograms found in Medina Spirit's post-race blood sample. Picograms. Uh, I think it's actually picograms. Is how Pico de gallograms. Pico de gallograms, I think so. Okay. And our investigation is continuing. I have been told by equine pharma, pharmacolo- pharmacology experts. I got it. I got it. I am. I am. <laughs> Reading is now joining the list of things I can't do. My brain as I said yesterday, it's completely given up. Apparently reading now part of it. Who needs it? Pharmacology experts that this could explain the test results. As such, I wanted to be forthright about this fact as soon as I learned of this information. Um, I, essentially, this is an admission of guilt. This is, on paper, a... Remember all that stuff I said about can, can, cancel culture yesterday? Uh, it turns out the canceling was coming from inside the house. Um, and on paper, this reads as, yeah, I, I effed up. I, I'm, I'm the one. I, I did the shooting. I did the, I, I did it. It's on me. But I didn't know I was doing it. Didn't know I was doing it, but I did it. Now, what does this mean? Essentially, it would seem to be enough evidence that, as a lot of people pointed out on Twitter, if you're the Maryland Jockey Club, you do you do you really need to wait for right. the other sample at this point? I I guess. Would it still behoove you as a for publicity's sake to let him run? I well, yes, it would definitely be good for eyeballs, one hundred percent, about people watching the race. Obviously, it's not about tickets, um, but for people watching the race on Saturday, for people paying attention to the Preakness this week in society, roided out horse. It's 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 disappointing. It like, seems like it's not great. It's not a steroid. It's yeah, not. Like it's a it, different it's just kind a of banned thing. substance yeah. that right I could mean, in theory be used to benefit correct, a horse. Correct. So it's why it's a great. And area. that's why, like, I still don't know if this is is it evil? Is right. it is it is it viable that you could be giving? Uh, th- these are all questions I right. couldn't possibly know. Again, I could. We're gonna hopefully Marty McGee can give us a, shed a little bit of light on this. I don't even know if he he can. I would hope he is would understand it, why it would be. Banned. Is it plausible that a trainer could agree to give a horse some sort of treatment that they didn't know included a substance that was banned? I mean, it would be. I, a, it I would don't be, know enough about that a, world. It would be a. They would have been doing a bad job, right? Like, but we. But it happens. Right? It like, happens enough in sport. And whether or not we always, always, it's always the, and, but the that's cop the thing. out for somebody Do, who tested positive for steroids is, oh man, it was yeah, in something that I, I took. I, I didn't, didn't realize, realize I was taking it, right? But is it plausible? It has been pointed out a million times by athletes. It's plausible enough to believe it possible. It is shameful for someone to not know what they're putting in their body, exactly, right? But athletes will say it is plausible that you were recommended something by someone and just trusted them. And is this different, or is it, would you be thinking about it differently if it sounds like this was not like they were giving it a daily supplement regimen and it happened to be in its vitamin D, you know, three, right? Like right. it was that it had an issue that was needed to be medicated to treat. And this is what the doctor prescribed, so of course we took it kind of thing. So, uh, whatever we're saying. Is it plausible? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Does does the does the justice system that's set up suggest that the Mar- state of Maryland has to wait? They simply have to wait until the second well, sample process comes back. And, all of and, the sort. and there's some possibility. Well, look, it's, it would, they would probably, if you gave them the old truth serum, say they'd rather him race. They would definitely rather him race. And and that's the second part of it. Does this 
does the second sample present enough of an excuse that even if they know they shouldn't let the horse race, that they go ahead and let the horse race because they can hide because they can hide behind the well, we had to be fair and we had to let the system play out. We had no choice here. We didn't want to let him race. Should there be pressure on Bob Baffert to do the right thing and pull the horse out of the race? Should the pressure shift from Maryland to, hey, dude, you're openly admitting you gave the horse the substance. You should be the one to step up with the owners and say, we can't let the horse race in the Preakness. Does that mean I can't race? Uh, because you've also been right. taking the same thing for your uh, your uh, your your dermatitis on your training. hind end. Yeah, I know you've been working for a long time. Be very heartbreaking for you and your family to have to see it come to an end like this. We had just connected with the jockey. We were just hitting right. You were really you were just yeah. finding something. <laughs> right. You guys, there was yeah. a real partnership that was occurring between the two of you. I don't have those answers. Just being completely honest, I don't. Th- I I can't tell you. I'm certainly not going to tell you that if they let this horse race, I'm not watching the Preakness. One, be, like as inclined, if not more, to watch. Frankly, I'm. It's not really going to impact me in any way. I, I mean, it like, will not impact me in any way. I mean, you I, were going to watch regardless. Well, I now, for example, I, I, uh, we were finally able to do my. My grandmother passed away last year. We're finally doing a memorial service for her on Saturday at five o'clock. I don't know if I'm going to be available to watch the Preakness or not. If I'm available, I'll watch it. If I'm not, I won't. But to be fair, there's probably not, not any situation for a Preakness that would have played out. It's the same exact way. I'm going right. to I'm going to watch the Preakness every year, no matter who's involved or not. So if the horse isn't involved, right. I'm still going to watch. But I'm you're st- also not going. I'm still going to. You're bet. not going to skip out on your grandmother's no, to memorial go, to, go to go watch, watch the Preakness 100%. if there's a once in a generation horse running. Would not change that yeah. whatsoever. Not my scenario is going to be my scenario, no matter what. So I'm the wrong person. But is there someone in the world who whose decision as to whether or not they're going to watch the Preakness is based on whether or not this horse runs? Maybe. The fact that Bob Baffert's not coming to Baltimore this week hurts. A, it certainly hurts the folks with the MJC because there would be a lot of attention. More cameras would be here. The horse can't talk, believe it or not, but Bob Baffert could. So if he could hold press conferences or generally be available, it would be helpful to them. Him not coming is already a bit of a detriment. Today's show also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. They're celebrating their 25th anniversary with a phenomenal menu, including zucchini fries, smoky thigh wings, the double bacon and cheddar burger, the barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains, the strip steak sandwich, the silver anniversary IPA, and more. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. Let's try to educate ourselves a little bit more about this situation. Joining us now from the Daily Racing Forum, it's a pleasure to welcome back into the program Mr. Marty McGee, who's with us on GCR. Marty, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's good to chat with you. Do we take this statement from Bob Baffert's counsel today as essentially an admission of guilt in this situation? I guess so. It just came out about, you know, 10, 15 minutes ago. Uh, he had said he had been, uh, Bob had been adamant in uh, stating that the horse had not received any sort of medication wherein uh, the metabolite would have been uh, found in his post-race sample. Uh, he, <laughs> he came with a mea culpa just now. Uh, what that means vis-a-vis a, an ultimate disqualification of a derby winner uh, is yet to be determined. But uh, we're all here at Pimlico. I'm, I'm in the press box right now. Okay. And we're all waiting for the uh, word to come down that uh, the Baffert horses, both Medina Spirit and Concert Tour, will be permitted to run in the uh, Preakness here on Saturday, but uh, that has not yet been made official, but the rumors are swirling that, in fact... They will be. 
they will be allowed to run. So I guess if that's the case, and, and, and maybe that's as simple as there's nothing we can do until the second sample comes back, that's just the, the reality of it. We can't disallow the horse from running. Should there be pressure shifted to Bob Baffert to pull this horse out of the race at that point? I don't think so. I mean, what if, you know, I've been around racing for a long time, and it's very rare that a split sample comes back different from what the original finding was. However, it has happened before, and I think that uh, Pimlico and the Maryland Jockey Club would be would be setting themselves up for uh, setting themselves up for some pretty serious legal action if, right. in fact, they banned this horse and or, or Baffert. Baffert's not going to do it on his own volition. Uh, it, but if they were to, uh, I think Pimlico really has no choice but to allow him to go ahead, given that due process that, has not has not played out yet. Marty, I probably am inclined to agree with you, but isn't that part of the problem here for the sport as a whole? That you're you're openly admitting now you did the thing. You, you, you it's on you. The call came from inside the house, and yet you're not willing to step up and do the right thing for the sport to say we have rules. We should have to abide by the rules, and and I'm not going to run this horse at that point. It, isn't that a bigger problem for the sport of horse racing as a whole? Well, I don't know if it necessarily is the right thing. Um, you know, it, the medication in question is relatively innocuous. Um, you know, it's it's really a comp, complex kind of thing, uh, whereby these types of medications are detected that that um, can mask or uh, replace uh, PEDs that are far more serious, you know, that's a far more, that's a different thing we're talking about. And, uh, um, you know, it's just Bob is, uh, Bob, uh, you know, but Bob's not going to do that. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily think it would be the right thing for the sport. It's, it's, it's just, uh, you know, we're all really upset about this. I, I hate even having to talk about it. And, uh, but uh, Bob's body work is such, particularly over the last 12 months, that uh, you know he's in some pretty serious hot water. Not only in terms of uh, you know losing a Derby winner, but his his uh, otherwise brilliant legacy uh, is really being jeopardized here. So to be clear, this is if the reason this is banned is because it could be used as a masking agent to cover up what would be real PEDs. Well, that is why it's on the books as being banned. Uh, you know, there are, uh, it could, I have read about it, you know, I'm no pharmacologist or, or veterinarian or anything right. like that. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a reason that, that these such medications are, are in fact, uh, no good for race day. Here's Marty McGee from Daily Racing for me. He's with us here on GCR. Marty, I understand what you're talking about and, and why a lot of people in sport don't want to talk. This is, it's a tough situation for the entire sport right now. And, and when we talk about the sheer number of failed tests when it comes to Bob Baffert, something this high profile, I, I, you know, what does it mean big picture? Like we talk about regula more regulation needed, things along those lines. But is any of that ever going to come, or are we just going to simply keep doing the same thing, and Bob Baffert's going to show up next year, and you know some people are going to pretend like this never happened, and 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 nothing's ever going to change? Well, you know the, the the legislation that was signed into law in December 2020 by former President Trump, called the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act (HISA), that becomes uh, effective July of 2022. So to answer your question, yes, hopefully. 
uh, will put this sort of thing behind us because it's just a, a just a swirl of, of it's just a morass of, of uh, negativity for uh, you know the in- individuals involved and the sport as a whole. Should we go back to what you said about you know if this is the explanation? how should we view the horse in that context? Like if if the horse who, you know, put up these insane numbers and with the shorter track and running out in front, you would think that Medina spirit would be in a great place to win the Preakness. How do, how do we view the horse? If, you know, come next Monday, we're talking about a horse that's got two legs of the triple crown. Um, but, but this sort of thing looming over it. Yeah. I, I don't, (laughs) I don't know what to say to that. Baffert, even before the Derby and after the Derby didn't, didn't preclude withholding uh, Medina spirit from the Belmont stakes regard. If, if he loses here on Saturday, he's for sure not going to run the Belmont. And, uh, but if he were to win, he would face quite the quandary, whether or not to, to go on and soldier on to, to New York for the Belmont, which is on June the 5th, because obviously if for some reason uh, the disqualification, the disqualification from the Derby does not happen. He would obviously have a chance to win the triple crown. So um, I don't know what to make of it. I, I'm kind of hoping he doesn't win just for right. the sake of what you're saying. You know, that, that scenario would be rather uh, uh, prickly. Yeah. Not, not so great. Um, where are we with, is there any chance that something changes with Mandaloon? Like, do we know anything more about that? And, you know this this sort of bizarro possibility now on the other side that there's a different horse that could be pursuing yeah. a triple crown. Yeah, he's definitely not running. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty friendly. I, I live in Louisville. I used to work here for the Baltimore Sun yep. back from '85 to '92, but I've been in Kentucky, which is where I was born and raised uh, since '94. Brad and I have become pretty good friends, and uh, he completely ruled out uh, any possibility of him coming out. As a matter of fact, I think when this came to light on. Saturday night, Sunday, I think uh, steps might have already been taken with Mandaloon and Essential Quality, who was a beaten favorite in the Derby, uh, to have them medicated, whereby they wouldn't if be. they were to run up here, they would have tested positive. So it was a big no-go for that. So uh, they're planning on uh, races uh, farther down the line. All right, so that's there's nothing that's changing. There's not going to be a sudden scramble to, to bring Mandaloon. And I, I imagine this has got to be difficult for Brad Cox, too, right? Like, that you want to be a Kentucky Derby, but, like, geez, you know, this is – it's not quite yeah, the you same. You, you don't like being kissed in, as they say. You don't right. like backing into it. You, right. you want to win it outright and have all the glory of that sun shining down on you on the late uh, Saturday afternoon, first Saturday in May in, in Louisville. No doubt about it. It's just there's no way that this is the same. Um, Marty, uh, it should set up for a really interesting uh, uh, draw today, huh? should set up for a really fascinating draw um, I, I have no idea. This is a, a week sort of unlike any other that we've had in, in covering a Preakness. Um, yeah, a pre- it's, it's, it's unfortunate, too. It's, it's just really kind of a, a cloud of, of negativity, as I said, kind of floating over everybody here at Pimlico. I, I, do, I do appreciate the fact, however, Marty, that we don't have to spend every Preakness week now talking about whether or not there's going to be a Preakness any longer. That is, that is pleasant still for us, <laughs> that we don't have to do that anymore and we know change is coming make sure you're yeah, follow- yeah go ahead marty th- yeah they could yeah, they could use a few more coats of paint and stuff around here i can tell you oh that, well, that i mean but, again <laughs> it's going to be it's going to in, in a couple of years it's going to be entirely different i have no idea what that's going to mean for us exactly 
At, right. at DRF McGee on Twitter is how you follow. And, of course, uh, DRF.com for everything the Daily Racing Forum is doing this week. Marty, really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us this morning, man. Thank you so much for doing it. All right. Glenn and Kyle, thanks a lot for having me. Absolutely. Marty McGee, Daily Racing Forum, with us here on GCR. Um, uh, today's show, by the way, also brought to you by KNS Automotive right here in Hamden for over 40 years. KNS Automotive has been restoring, repairing, and maintaining foreign and domestic vehicles with a focus on exceptional workmanship, quality customer service, everything from oil changes to major body work. They've got you covered. Give them a call right now, 410-235-6660, or go to knsimports.com, knsautomotive, knsimports.com. It, it doesn't tell me how to feel. Like, that's the, the part of this that I'm still sort of at a loss for, is even if we say, hey, maybe this isn't all that bad, and it looks worse than it really is. Well, if this it, is, if it, it, it's not like, but we don't know it, that. If this, if this story is true, mm-hmm. right? Someone would say the horse didn't win the Kentucky Derby because of this. But then the story, if it's, but the yes, fact that we don't know that it's true means it could it, be possible it, that is it is it, being used as a masking it, agent. Is and it that this not true? Does not actually and exist. That and this was actually concocted in order to mask for right. whatever was really going on. 100%. Now, are there veter- veter- oh my God, why veterinarians? I know how to say it. I'm I not gotta, sure you do. I do. I'm just not doing it today. Are there veterinary records that would tell us somehow whether or not these things are true? Could that be, could there be an outside source that could go in and do an or investigation could themselves? Could you say that, like, you know, the, 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 the Pico de Gallo grams yes, the Pico de Gallo in the grams. system were not indicative of topical use, and they were indicative of right. ingestion or whatever. whatever. Maybe, the, the, right? the story that we're told is backed up by the amount that was found, and that all makes sense, and it's more likely to be that than it is to be something else, which still makes a banned substance and still means that you're going to lose your Kentucky Derby win, but, you know... It's not indicative it, of it would maybe, malfeasance. And it would change perhaps the perception around Bob Baffert sure. more than anything. Maybe? Maybe? I, I don't... But I don't know how they would prove I don't that. have all the answers. I don't know how they would prove that it's this is the, well, this is what and, happened. And the truth is we would we would not care by the time that information would come out. But if for only, Bob Baffert's sake. It would be relevant for him, but the problem there is a problem here. Public opinion is one thing, and then there's But the public opinion is really all that matters here. Well, well it, okay. Kentucky it, Derby. Yes, ground, he doesn't want to be know, banned right. forever from the Kentucky Derby. Right. There, but I I don't know if there's a world where he's gonna be banned forever. If they find the that Derby. this is like the the amount that there was oh, in this if, horse. If they do and they like it has to be Yeah, but they found some things about guys in the past they like come back and you know i don't know is it different now that everyone i don't know i don't i don't i don't have those answers kyle right now what matters is this is what the public is talking about this is the only Mm -hmm. part of this conversation that matters is that it happened during during preakness week when the horse was getting ready to go after a triple crown and so the general public has some concern general public if in yeah well it's he's (laughs) he's a very important person general public if we get to August and there's a deeper investigation done and there's more information, there will be a press conference in Louisville about it that people maybe in Louisville will care about and nowhere else in the world because we will have moved on to sure. other subjects. We will, of course, be talking about the Orioles' pennant race. We will, of course, be talking about... Um, uh, All the, the very they got in return for Jorge Lopez. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and the big Trey Mancini trade that they made. Trade Mancini, if you will. Um, we'll be talking about all those things, and so we will not give a rat's ass about the press conference uh, unveiling the findings in the Bob Baffert investigation. And when we get to next year, when we care about horse racing again, 
we will remember what we thought in May of 2021, but we will not remember things that we might have learned in August of 2021. Well, you'll know based on Bob Baffert's status. Sort of. If he's banned still, you know that... Sort of, but it's also potential that he's not banned. He's suspended for a while, but that suspension just happens to be lifted right around the time of the Kentucky Derby Mm -hmm. next year. Like, for example, this year's Kentucky Derby was May 1st. So they could give him a one-year suspension. I'm not sure that Bob Baffert a Kentucky Derby makes, right? Like, if Bob Baffert were missing from Kentucky and the horses were still running and, running and a horse were declared the winner at the end and he would go on to Pimlico with a chance to... No, I'm to saying... The, the, the math would say next year's Kentucky Derby will not be on May 1st. It will be on May 7th or 6th or whatever that date will be. If a year-long... If they, they could conceivably give him a year-long I suspension that. that comes up before the Kentucky Derby next year and he's there and all's good and because... Bob Baffert is the draw. They pretend like none of this ever happened, and we all kind of conveniently forget because we don't care all that much about horse racing, frankly. We only care about three pretty days of watching races and betting on them. But that's the thing. Is Bob Baffert really the draw? He's not the draw alone, but he's more compelling than anyone else that's involved. Because he wins the most. In part, and because he's been accessible to media, because it. he's been friendly, because we, we've learned some things about his personality over years. He wears the stupid sunglasses. Um, there was a he's horse named Will after Farrell his from son. Eastbound and down. There's Will Ferrell from Eastbound and Down. Absolutely, uh, as as social media has pointed out time and time again. There's, you know, he was a big Post Malone fan and was very excited about Post Malone the year that Post Malone it. played he's the He's one Freakness. of the only marketable like, figures in horse racing. And that's why we're interested in him. And so it's horse racing would be well served to say, eh, we want to punish him, but we don't want to punish ourselves. So here's how we go about doing that. Uh, John from Little Rock. Horse racing has been a dirty game for centuries. I don't get all caught up in it, knowing that underneath the surface there are bad figures and what they're doing with these beautiful animals and the doping is disgusting. I mean, for some people, they might say, this is why I refuse to watch horse racing, because it's it's a horrible industry. I get it. It's a horrible industry that, unfortunately, benefits our economy, and so it's a tough spot to be in for us locally. They're going to run the races, and it matters a little bit around here, and so we pay attention to it. I can't really get around that, unfortunately. That's the reality of it. Um... We we are going to talk to Jacoby Jones here in a minute. I have a finish this. I really want to get to today. So remind don't let the show end. Fun or Oh, it's very fun. Oh, okay. it's, it's extraordinarily fun. Okay. No, I want I want to do that because I don't tomorrow we do Would You Rather and so we we run out of time on Wednesdays. So I want to make sure we do it today. This finish this that I have lined up um because it is delightful and I just saw it yesterday. Yeah. Today's program is also brought to you by, ooh, how about this one is brought to you by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. Stan and Ross were talking baseball last night. If you missed it, you can find it uh, right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab, pressboxonline.com as well. And uh, coming up tomorrow night, Terry Hasseltine joins, of course, the executive director of Maryland Sports. He'll be chatting with Stan and Gary Stein tomorrow night, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. All of Stan's shows brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Jacoby Jones has a new job. He's the tight ends coach at Morgan State. We'll talk to him about it next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. 
At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce Silver Anniversary New York Strip Steak, the Smoky Thigh Wings, a Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger, the Strip Steak Sandwich, Barbecue Chicken Bowl, and their Silver Anniversary Turtle Cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's Silver Anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip the Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit, and after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Yeah. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of PressBox. Today's show 
Also brought to you by the print issue of PressBox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all. PressBoxOnline.com, as you saw on the cover. John Means, of course, uh, Orioles ace. It's a story about John Means, about new pitching coach Chris Holt, who's taken over sort of the pitching department for the entire organization and what that means. John Means, what that means. Get it? Ha. All that available in the new print issue of PressBox, which is on stands right now. From uh, from Derek. Derek says, did you see the news about Kenny Mayne? I have no idea why ESPN would ever let Kenny Mayne go. Frankly, I don't know why he hasn't been on TV more often. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean the latter part, second, I definitely agree. Second that, I mean, I... And the main event was one of my favorite segments. Well, I mean, everybody ever. loved that, right? Um, I... It seems like they need. It seems like there's a little bit less room on ESPN for that type of content versus corporate-approved partnership stuff. It seems as though there should be room to do both. I don't know why. If you're, um, it's easier for them to put people in the studio and have them talk to each other and make people laugh like that than it is to have. Well, that's cheaper. I'm talking. I'm like talking. No, I'm talking I, I, more about um, anything that might involve someone going off script a little bit is something that networks want out. Their corporate partners want out. They want everything to be very carefully scripted there's very little room they for have some they they i watch get up in the morning sometimes and they've they, they have leeway to i don't think you have any idea how produced that is that is an unbelievably produced show that is not an off the cuff you know a couple of people talking that is a produced to the i t. don't disagree the number of producers that are involved with no that doubt. show is staggering but i mean like with in particular like dominique foxworth and ryan clark I, I understand that i i know dom i've talked to dom specifically about this it's unbelievably produced there is room for this this is what i think my opinion is is that what you want me to talk about there's room for that there's not room for we don't know what's about to come out of your mouth there's, there's just not room for that on ESPN any longer. Now, with that being said, which wasn't always with Kenny, Kenny Mayne's best stuff either. Correct. His that type of stuff typically was was produced, screened, and you could, you know, you could decide before you aired it that you didn't want to air it. I mean, it was scripted, frankly. But there was that risk of something that we think that works as a scripted segment, as a scripted show ultimately didn't hit the way that we think that it did and somebody's bothered by that that type of deal there's 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 room that something like that can occur so so that's that's just the reality of it that's just the way that it goes um i whatever's going on economically at espn they couldn't afford kenny main anymore i don't know i can't speak to it but it's a bummer because kenny main is great Kenny Mayne is wonderful. I have loved Kenny Mayne's work eternally. One of the last people, I mean, SVP is still there, but last people I think are the vestiges of well, Linda the Cohen, old Linda Cohen is still part of ESPN. Like not, I mean, he was, Kenny Mayne was in a category of his own. Yes, though. he was outstanding. He was very, very good, and that type of content in general is content that I want to do. So what's the story? He needs some time. And Here's so what we might have to do to talk with Jacoby tomorrow, unfortunately. Um, 
he's in a meeting for All another right. half hour. So it's All right, let's see of, where we are. Yeah. We'll see where we are at that point. Um, I, we got a busy day tomorrow, so I'm not inclined to put something else on the tomorrow plate. But what um, do we have tomorrow other than Drew and Patrick? Will Leach is joining us tomorrow. Sure. I w- I'm still working on some of the lacrosse people for tomorrow. There's there's other people that you. we're trying to that you. we've been this whole it. irons and fires thing. I'm not. I get. I it. don't have a great appetite for moving anything to tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see if 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 it works out that we're done before then. We're done before then. But we'll go from there. All right. Um. Let's do the finish of this. That does allow me that time. Mm-hmm. Finish this. I'm actually, I think, a little bit ahead on some of our sponsors. Finish this brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. Of course, you know we love Great Eights. Baltimore Celeb Fest coming up this Saturday at uh, Benfield in Millersville. And you can meet eight current professional wrestling superstars at Celeb Fest. To do so, you got to go get your tickets at GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. The beautiful people, Velvet Sky, by the way, will be joining us on Jobbing Out this week. Brian Cage, Matt Seidel, Lance Archer from AEW, Diamante, um, as well as Tessa Blanchard, Flip Gordon. They're all part of the Great Eights stable. You can get those tickets, again, by going to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com with the number eight, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Also... There's going to be 50 other superstars there. You can, you're going to want to be a part of Baltimore Celeb Fest for sure. There are private signings coming up that you can send your memorabilia, your footballs, your helmets, whatever it is, in to grade eights, and they'll get them signed and scripted and all the whole deal. If you go to grade8smemorabilia.com, you can find out how that all works for signings with John Harbaugh, Jonathan Ogden, Anquan Bolden, and more. And Tucker Fest coming up on June 27th at uh, Jerry's Toyota. Going to be a great day. Justin Tucker will be there. Live music throughout the day, as well as a cornhole tournament, the dunk tank, live broadcast, the whole thing. It's happening June 27th. Tucker Fest happening at Jerry's Toyota. Find out about all of it, grade8smemorabilia.com. From ABC7, which is the only place where I ever watch the news, ABC7 in California, to... Blanks. Mm. You know what? I'm just going to give you that. Two students. Two, in fact, I'll say college students. Two college students blanked. So ED at the end. Blanked. When blank made of blanks, but it's three words. The last one is plural. Three words, final word, plural, and blanks. Two words, second word, plural. Blanks into the blank. So how many blanks are in a row there? Give it to you one more time. Two college students blanked when blank made of blanks, three words, and blanks, two words, then separate blanks. Yeah, that I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to I want to try to rewrite it because I get why you're confused by it, but I, unfortunately the language does not allow for it. It's that's not a plural. That's a um, it's a verb. It's a verb that ends in s. Okay, into blank. Two college students blanked. 
And I'll I'll even add it when they're blank. All right. Mm-hmm. Two college students arrested when their car made of no, when their house mm-hmm. made of smoldering soldering irons. Okay. And some some drugs. Okay. Uh, veers into um. Hmm. Wendy's. It's 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 really uh, your construction of this magnifique. I'm going to put a the in front of it's not something you put in the headline, but I'm going to put in front of the final word the blank. Okay, I'm just going to do that. Um, but your your construction of that concept marvelous, marvelous. Uh, do you want one more try before we start filling in words? Nah, you know what? We got too many blanks. Yeah. Give me a number. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine. There's nine potential words two. available. You want two. Boat. Boat. It's the one I think you were closest to getting at some point, by the way. Yeah, it's fine. I still want to know where I'm headed. Yep. Two college students. Uh, awarded. Okay. When boat made of... Remember, I put a there in front of boat. When their When boat. their boat uh, made of hope and dreams. Okay. Only one of those is pluralized. Well, dreams is plural. That's correct. I know, but nobody says hope and dreams. Uh, hopes and yeah. dreams would be the way. Yeah, that's a good point. And undeniable sexiness. Okay, that's not really plural, but sure. Uh, swerves into the... What is that word? What is that word that they they use? Into the It's not an observatory. I'm just gonna have to go with submarine. Mm, mm. No. Uh the last one's ocean. I'm just gonna give you that one because we already said boat, so they kind of work hand in hand. Well, where why is okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll learn why that's a problem. All right. Uh two college students. Uh, shocked when boat made of recycled Ikea furnitures. Okay. And, and, uh, animal semens. Okay. Uh, not one that I've heard pluralized that way, but you know, sure, why not? Here we are. Right. Uh, Um. Well, this feels like now that it's a boat's going into the ocean, it's got to be something yeah. other than that. Sinks. Okay. I don't know why they'd be shocked, but it right. sinks. Right. Right. Sounds like that which should have been expected, but right. It sinks. Right. Into the ocean. Okay. So no. So I'm gonna give you a couple things. One. One. IKEA is the closest you've come to something so far. That doesn't help me at all. It's, I, you know, you're, I don't know you're the cousin of something. Two, uh, when the initial report came out, relevant to say alcohol was not a factor, which everyone is surprised by. All right? So keep that in mind. Now give me a number, one to seven. Um, I want two again. Uh, okay. Uh, that would be, let me make sure I have this right. That would be home. Home. 
Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, by the way, it's home capitalized. Okay. Yep. Just keep that in mind. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, two college students rescued mm-hmm. when boat made of Home Depot planks. So far, you got uh, rescued and depot. Yep. Uh, and and uh, Gorilla Glues. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be the word here? This is the var- the roughest one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it nights into the ocean. That that's no, it's not. That's not it at all. I get it. You're that's you're you're getting there. You're obviously getting there. It's not Home Depot planks. It's not the one piece of plywood that that uh, that weirdo went and bought at Home Depot. It's uh, I will just go ahead and give you. It's Home Depot buckets. Home Depot buckets is what we were looking for. They're boat made of Home Depot buckets and what? And I'm also going to just, because this one, is, it's tough because alone it doesn't sound awful until you think about it a little bit more. Floats. It floats into the ocean, but not, it, it floated too far into the ocean, obviously. Home Depot buckets and rum hams. No, not rum hams. Um, horny goats. It did also involve apparently a piece of plywood, now that I read the story further, Figured. but that's not what we're looking for. And... And involved duct tape. Um, and rowdy hookers. Ah, rowdy hookers. That's how you make a boat, man. You can't use regular hookers. Everybody knows that. Yeah. That's not. There's not a boat make. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, Elmer's glue. All right. Uh, uh, two students in their 20s with more creativity than common sense had to be rescued off the Santa Barbara coast when their homemade boat made from buckets and kiddie pools. Kitty pools drifted out into the ocean. Here's a look at said vessel. I think it's pretty well constructed, if I'm being honest with you. I don't know how this failed, for what it's worth. I'm it, not sure what what are the buckets doing here? Uh, you know, if I'm being honest, I think this has got to be, that's got to be the bottom of the boat. They were probably sitting in the kitty pools. And the buckets... Are the buoyant thing? Yes, were the buoyant. I'm, that's, that's what I'm guessing, anyway, because I, I don't see how they could be sitting on yeah. that side of the boat. Um, uh, the two men had built their unseaworthy craft by using duct tape. The last together, 20 Home Depot buckets and two plastic kiddie pools on a piece of plywood. They went out on the water off Isla Vista around 2 a.m. Saturday. They had a paddle but no wetsuits. It didn't take long before the tide had pushed their boat out too far from shore, and they were unable to make their way back, the San Luis Obispo Tribune well, reported. Worked, I mean, it did work, yeah. but, like, it worked too well, unfortunately. Well, for They them. didn't plan... All of it. Right. They didn't think through everything. Uh, Fortunately, someone spotted them floating out on the water before they got too far. Authorities were notified, and they were rescued within about 30 minutes. No alcohol was involved. That's the upset of the century. I'm still not sure I believe that part. No alcohol was involved, says the Santa Barbara County Fire Department, which referred to the incident as, quote, nautical nonsense, unquote. I see. I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um... I, like if if no alcohol was involved, I mean, shouldn't we assume there was perhaps something else involved? Drugs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yes, that's the one. Drugs. I'm yeah. trying to think about like if you weren't gonna bring alcohol. Uh huh. What possibly like 
when, your motive when, yes, would be. Correct. How, which, did you get, like, how did you get to this you, point? Like, yes. Why would you only bring drugs if you weren't going to also bring alcohol? I don't know. Like, would you, is it talking like a, mm. it's like a tripping kind of thing here? I, maybe. Take some acid or something? Or you just smoked a little weed and you were like, I had this idea. No. I got well, this crazy, pres- goofy idea. I'm sure idea. that alcohol and drugs preceded it. At some point, like well, in I the mean, planning stages, it was surely involved. If they say alcohol was not involved, I don't think that means they didn't have beer with them. No, I think that means that they weren't drunk when they were rescued. I think that's what that means. So you think there's no doubt alcohol was involved? You in the think they were planning. drunk earlier in the night? No, like when they were sobered they didn't up. Just conceived this in one night. Yeah, but at some point they would have said to themselves, "Nah, dude, no, no, they no. Why would they? Clearly, they didn't. <laughs> Come on, man. They didn't. That's say why that at I'm any convinced point. they had to be stoned. They had to be stoned. Or drunk. No, but they they weren't drunk. Alcohol was not involved in the when they were rescued. So you think they sobered up from the time they got into the boats, this boat, mm-hmm. to the time they were rescued? No, I think that they've spent a lot of time drunk, and that when they initially came up with the plan, they were right. Probably but drunk. if you're sober when you're about to get into the water in this boat, well, they're also not the smartest people. Well, clearly. that I mean, that clearly has something to do with <laughs> it. There's something to be said for that. I've done a lot of I've had a lot of drunken ideas that. By the time, you know, I was sober again and somebody said, hey, are we actually doing that? I was able to look and say, no, what are, what's wrong with you? Of course we're not doing that. That's insane. I wasn't fully committed to them to the point where, all right, we're getting in the kiddie pool boat. That's the way our evening's going to go. Got nothing else to do on a Saturday. A nice 2 a.m. stroll, a 2 a.m. stroll on a kiddie pool boat. I'm, I'm sure they were not on something at that point. I'm sure tidbit tidbit of the day is brought to you today by this one's brought to you by c3 american exteriors don't let the insurance industry get one over on you call c3 to get roof and siding repair for just the cost of your home insurance deductible 410-401-9797 or c3america.com right now for a free analysis all right tidbit of the day it's talking little baseball the Orioles of course coming off their win against the Red Sox well those Red Sox are actually the only team in all of baseball currently on in a hundred win pace as parody has been well, pretty talked pretty about this last week in this first portion of the season. In fact, not only are the Red Sox the only really good team right now, there were only two really bad teams right now, as the Rockies and Tigers are the only ones on pace for fewer than 60. And 15 teams are between a 77 and 90 win pace. So we'll see how that plays out as the year goes on and if teams separate. But as of now, they're all bunched up. John Means has been one of the only separating factors as far as the Orioles are concerned, and a lot of that is to do with his changeup. In fact, behind Carlos Rodon's four-seamer and Trevor Bauer's four-seamer, no pitch in baseball has been more effective than Means' changeup. And if you read between the lines, that means it's the most effective off-speed pitch in the game. I'd say in the history of the game. As of right now. So, kudos to John Means. Yes, we like that. So... In the last 116 games, 116. Okay. Two batters have an OPS above 1050. Two batters have an OPS above 1050 in the last 116 games, specifically. Yes. Who are they? Um, Mike Trout. 1056. 
other one? Who is the other one? Um, Brandon Lau. No. Hundred and sixteen games specifically. Juan Soto. Ten forty nine. Gotta be kidding. Uh how about Nelson Cruz? Nine eighty. Uh, sports talk nine eighty. Mm-hmm. Brian Mitchell. Um uh the OPS. OPS. It's um uh it's Acuna. No. It's Tatis. No. It's it's Xander Bogarts. It's not. Is there a is there a connection that makes it interesting? To Baltimore specifically, no. Okay. It's um. Oh, Jesus, I don't, I don't. It's I don't. Mookie Betts. No. It's because it's Bellinger. It's not. It's Bregman. It's not. It's he's hit nine seventy five for what it's worth. Okay. It's Rendon. It's not. This player has hit 324, 407, 650 with 34 homers and 103 RBI in that span. I mean, he seems really good. They were his first 116 games. They were his first 116 games. So it's somebody that would have qualified as a rookie last year. Maybe, maybe. I'm not positive, but I think maybe. Yeah. If there's been 20 I, think, I don't know about the numbers specifically, but I well, think that sounds like a... There's been 20 to 30 games this year. He first came up in 2019. Well, I get that, but... Well, I know that, so... Yeah. Th- thank you, You're but welcome. that would mean they only would have played hey. like 20 to 30 hey, games. Yeah. You're welcome. You, you've done nothing here. <laughs> you've done nothing here, and you, you, don't, you don't get to take credit for it. Um, so who would have qualified... I don't know, man. Uh, Kyle Lewis? No. I don't know, dude. I really don't know. Give me something. I, I, he has a better OPS than Mike Trout in that span. A better OPS than Mike Trout. By 1.001.001. Whatever, you get it. He's better. He's better. He's better than Mike Trout. Hitting better, yes. Is it Shohei Otani? It's not. That would be crazy, but no. I don't know if maybe because of the injuries, his last 116 games. No. Um, is it Robert? No, no bear. <laughs> uh, you nailed it. Good job, man. Thank you. Uh, I'm not sure I'm gonna get this one. Who's the um? Is it the dude? Is it the Winkler dude that we've that we've talked about before? It is indeed the Winklevoss twins. Is it really? No, it's not. Oh. It's not Winkler. Jesse Winkler. Jesse no. Winkler. It's the Winkler is, it, is it Winkler or is it Winker? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I we talked it was Winkler, about Winkler, but, <coughs> but now, now I'm questioning. I don't know. I, I'm not getting it. You're going to have to tell me. In his first 116 MLB games, yeah. with a 1057 OPS, and this is just to educate people on how good this guy's been. Sure. Jordan Alvarez oh, okay. from the Houston okay. Astros. 
is the only hitter better than Mike Trout. Yeah, I think he was qualified as a rookie the year before. That doesn't. He played like half the did season he not, the year before. Did he not play last year? Is that is there? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he only he, got 116 games. That shouldn't. There were 60 he might have games the year last hurt year. Last year, for all I know. Maybe. I but don't regardless, know. the dude's absolutely a beast. Well, I mean, he's, there's no doubt that he's unbelievable. There's no doubt. I just didn't think. I I didn't think he qualified for that. All right. Uh, did you see this one floating around? Do you know? Um, there've been four four complete game no hitters this year, not counting Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. The pitchers, of course, in alphabetical order: Means, Miley, Musgrove, Rodon. Mm-hmm. Of those four pitchers, who threw the most 90-mile-an-hour pitches in their no-hitter? 90-mile-an-hour or more. I mean, it feels like a trick. I mean, Rodon throws the hardest of all of them. But the way you're asking, I'm going to say means. With 60, John Means is first. John Means, the most 90-mile-an-hour pitchers or more. Uh, You were right on Rodon, 57, Mm -hmm. second. How many did Wade Miley throw in his no hitter? Thirteen. Seven. <laughs> Seven ninety mile an hour pitches. Remember, he threw more fastballs in Baltimore. That was a problem. Yeah, know? that might have been the <laughs> issue. No doubt about it. Uh, Thirty-one for Joe Musgrove. This came from Paul Hembakides, who's one of the many, many producers they have on that Get Up show that we were just talking about. Um, uh, that's the he put together that number, and it's been floating around on the interwebs over the last twenty-four hours. All right, uh, Totally Tubular. Totally Tubular is brought to you by Window Nation. Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. I keep trying to explain this deal to you. It is simply bat-ass crazy. I mean, insane. Window Nation is offering you 50% off all styles of windows. Everything. All of them. 50% off. But you don't have to pay it right now. And there's no catch They're not going to charge you interest. Not only do you put no money down and make no payments for two full years, but on top of that, you pay no interest for two full years. It's a gift to yourself from your future self. Which is the best kind of gift there is. Go right now to windownation.com, 866-90-NATION. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. Here's what's coming up, totally tubular, starting tonight. Speaking of John Means, he finally takes the mound again this evening as the Orioles open up a short two-game set. By the way, if you're going to do these stupid two-game series, at least you do it at a week where the Orioles are playing on Monday anyway, so you don't have two days off during the course of the week. I do appreciate that. It's still stupid to have two-game series. I'll never get used to that, but if you're going to do it, Make it a week in which there's a game on either side. Orioles met 7 o'clock on Masson 2 tonight. It is John Means going up against Marcus Stroman. Masson for Phillies Nationals at 7. MLB Network is Rangers-Giants at 3.30. Mariners-Dodgers at 10 on MLB Network. ESPN's got Yankees-Rays at 7 o'clock. TNT Heat Celtics at 7.30. Knicks Lakers at 10. Apparently, everybody seems to think that it's going to be Suns Lakers in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs, which everybody's despondent about in Phoenix because, like... Well, the more big uh, story is that it's going to be Lakers Warriors in the play-in. Well, that's... Which is kind of crazy, I agree. But you you work all year as the Suns to earn the number two seed, and then you got to face LeBron James in the first round of the playoffs. Seems... Not exactly the re- like you should have maybe not tried so hard. You should have just bailed at some point and said, "We'll take the four. That'll that'll be just fine by us. We'll 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 sit pretty with the four seed in the playoffs and rest some guys." 
the rest of the way. I'm not. I don't. I don't really know. I don't care, and I'll be excited no matter what because the Suns are in the playoffs and it's been a really long time. But it does seem a bit unfair. I guess obviously to your point, the Lakers still have to win the playing tournament in order to get that spot. But um, I, I think that we presume that they will. Uh, NBC Sports Washington, Bruins Capitals, 7 o'clock. It's also on NHL Network and the rest of the country, and I guess we now know it's going to be Bruins Capitals in the first round of the playoffs. By the way, really weird bit in the NHL where, like, the playoffs are going to start for some teams this week, and yet the regular season for the Canadian teams literally runs through the end of next week because they, um, like, the Canucks missed so many games when they had their COVID outbreak. So they got to play all of them before they can start the playoffs. It's a strange bit that I'm not sure that I fully understand. NBCSN's got Man U and Leicester City at 1255, Southampton and Crystal Palace at 310, and the USA Network tonight for WWE Monday Night. Or Sorry, it's not Monday Night. WWE NXT with our buddy AJ Francis. WWE NXT tonight at 8 o'clock on the USA Network. Some non-sports highlights, if you will. Chad, ten thirty. Enjoy Chad. TBS. Really like that show a lot. Actually, it's probably as far as shows that are running right now, probably the funniest one out. I think. I'd have to think about that. I'd have to think about that. I think it's By one the of the way, few got, ones out that I think like I, I, I truly do, look I, forward I, and I watch. Genu- I feel like I need to watch. I genuinely look forward to know? it. All those things. By the way, I did get an answer on the Moody's. Uh, they are they are going to bring it back in the summer, okay. but people seem to think that's what you do when you're canceling a show and you just you just want to burn off the last few episodes that you had they're going to put it on sunday nights in the summer now i like it as a sunday night show sort of the way that i liked uh, last man on earth sure as being a sunday night show and maybe that helps get some eyeballs on it and that's enough to get it another season i know you I, hope i like it it's a good show it. i don't I know why it. people aren't taking a look at it but uh do what else we got here uh michelle obama's on cold bear never miss that do, 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 do. Crime of the Century Part Two on HBO tonight at nine. Which, what, which one is the that? Opioid one? Opioid oh, okay. crisis. Yeah, that's right. Never mind. Um, stuff and things. Check it out. GlennClarkRadio.com. All right. Uh, go there to find out everything that's going on. Uh, totally tubular wise. Um, thanks today. We'll go ahead and uh, give thank you, Marty McGee, who tried to help us make sense of what's going on. It's, it's not easy. Um, and as, as, as if you missed him, he is to understand that the jockey club is going to let the horse race. That it's just going to happen. Despite the fact that Bob Baffert essentially admitted today that they did give him a substance and that didn't contain the thing that was banned. The Maryland jockey club is just going to say, okay. I mean, like the way that Pete Davidson would, when he plays his Chad character on mm-hmm. SNL. Okay. And they're just going to let the horse race anyway. Um, so thanks to Marty McGee. Thanks also today to Buck Britton, the manager of the Bay Sox. Thanks also to Jan Adams. We'll get all that up, and, and, and we'll see in a second, maybe, Jacoby Jones, in the greatest hit section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tomorrow. Patrick Stevens scheduled to join us. He does every Wednesday. Drew scheduled to join us. I guess that means Rick tomorrow. Do we have to? I mean, this is it's the day. I mean, like, I guess that's what that means. I guess. Um, and Will Leach is scheduled to join us, of course, the founder of the old Deadspin that people liked. Um, and he's Red got Bull. a novel yeah. coming out. I'm not really sure. It's supposed to be very good. Did we, did we ever? Haven't heard back yet. Would have liked to have known for sure. I don't like this like bit where we bring somebody on and I have not seen the I book. I tend to agree. I'm not trying to suggest that I'm going to read all of Will Leach's well, novel. but I actually I, wanted to read it. I, I like Will Leach. I don't 
You know. I like a novel with some humor, you know? Sure, I like that sounds interesting enough. I don't really have a lot of time to squeeze in, like, I don't think I would read the whole thing, but I would I would dive into it if we got it. Well, maybe um, you'll get the chance. If you say so, I mean, I hope. Uh, but we will. Uh, we are scheduled to chat with Will Leach tomorrow, and of course, stuff and things, as always. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, KNS Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, the Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at Ottenheimer. Follow us, at Glenn Clark Radio. So, so were you going to call one more time? Is that the way this was going? I'm, I'm asking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. was, that, was that what it was left at? Was that you yeah. were going to call at 1215? You were calling the meetings. Then I said, but I'm going to just call you at 1220. I said, let's try calling him right now and see what happens. Oh. See if he's out of the meeting. Okay. Right. If the answer is really out of the meeting, I assume. Well, then we'll give it a shot and see if we can uh, chat with Jacoby Jones before the show wraps up. I did, uh, I did actually have a think tank up today that I never, literally never got to on the show. That it was related to Jacoby Jones, and I planned to get to it around the time that we had Jacoby Jones on the program, but um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that's uh, if that's exactly happening or not because um, he got called into a meeting. Apparently, he's got a new job at Morgan State, and he got called into a meeting today related to his new job. So we will see, and if we got to do it tomorrow, we'll do it tomorrow. Life will go on. Everybody will. Uh, will will survive. I think. The uh, that whole deal. We might actually even put it up. We might even do that bit. We might even host it uh, at pressboxonline.com here momentarily. No? All right. Life will go on. All right. Uh, have a great Tuesday evening. Go, birds. What? What is that? Just didn't like what you were saying, man. What is that? You've done that <laughs> way more often. Didn't like what you were saying. A really weird bit. Disagreed uh, with a lot of Duke it. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. <laughs>